Jessica. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you do you know what I just figured out? What? Did you realize that all the songs on Is for Karaoke, where Lion K is for karaoke, are by non-Christian artists? I am so upset right now. Oh, for goodness sakes. I can't believe this. No. Uh, they abandoned true Christianity oh, back in 2011. Daniel Leary. None of you these. Stop. Look at this. Chicago. I'm pretty sure they have songs about about SEX. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, she's got a song about. I don't want to say goodies? it out loud. Well, the, that. She's got a song about masturbation. What? You didn't know this? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I am so upset. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, she bop, we bop, you bop, skiddy bop, blee bop, blee bop. So, yes, this week we are discussing the song... Girls, girls just, just want to have, have fun. fun. Hey, it's like we're the girls in the chorus of the song singing all together. <laughs> we should do our own karaoke version. <laughs> I found this website that categorized this song as karaoke, but it's not. Like, wouldn't karaoke <laughs> imply that it's like a stripped down Casio version of the song that you can sing over? This is a full band. It's a cover this. album. It's not it's a, a karaoke album. album. No. Now we're like, hey, does have a karaoke CD. Right. We talked about it recently. It's a four-track EP of four of their songs without the vocals. It's pretty under-the-radar thing that you can find out there. But, but you would for sure not, not categorize kar- this yeah. as karaoke. You can, put, you can put the karaoke EP legitimately in a karaoke machine. You can't put this in a karaoke... I mean, you could put this in a karaoke machine and just jam out to it. Because aren't karaoke machines also technically just regular CD players if you just put a regular CD in? whatever probably i don't probably know. well I anyway mean, maybe there's more to it because it has to hook up to the screen where it syncs the lyrics or whatever i don't right. know we've talked about this before we've only ever done karaoke the one time at cheers many right. many years ago that's right well have we not talked about this before because i like, think I we feel did like long we time ago long time ago so yeah this week we're doing an is for karaoke track a reliance k is for karaoke track which normally we do over at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. But we decided this one was kind of the lead track from the album. Like we did Africa in front of the paywall and we did Dr. Worm in front of the paywall because we had the crossover with this might be a podcast, but everything else we're doing at Patreon. Originally, I thought we'd do Surf Wax America as a regular free episode, but then I realized this is the bigger song, like along Mm. with... Africa. This is the culturally more significant song. Yes. Out of everything. Like Africa and Baby obviously is, but that was our first Patreon episode, which you gotta go to patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins. You already shared that in front of the paywall, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we we a special edited version of it. Yeah, right. we did. Well anyway, so that's what we're doing this week. And this song uh, has been covered so much by so many artists. Yeah, and we'll get into all of that. Like, I, I saved some that were notable and everything. But we do have some voicemails from last week. So let's get to those. This is our, I think this is New Josh calling up again. I'm just calling him New Josh for now because nice. we got so many Joshes. Too many Dannys and too many Joshes. Hey, this is Josh Turpin. Uh, you actually called on me this time. 
so you asked about uh, the apple and the snake in Maybe It's Mabel. Uh, so there are many readings of the quote-unquote apple, which was probably a pomegranate or figs, but the people who draw the books can't think outside of Europe and the United States for some reason. Anyway, um, so there is the quote-unquote Christian version, which is influenced by Paul, who says that Adam sinned and uh, Jesus is the second Adam, right? Uh, but even for Christians, quote-unquote Christians, I guess, um, there were, up until the 5th and 6th century, several Jewish Christians who were actually saying that Paul was making the uh, interpretation incorrectly and was actually, Paul was actually an antichrist and was just corrupting Christianity slash Judaism. So I'm going to provide the Jewish interpretation. Of course, not all Jews believe it, but the general consensus, as far as uh, my study has led, is that the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil and Adam and Eve eating it is actually a maturation story. And so uh, Christians, or not Christians, humans, um, are able to leave the garden and they're forced out because they have to grow and mature uh, to, I guess, figure stuff out. Interesting. There you go. I get it now. Paul McCartney sense. is the Antichrist. I got it. <laughs> exactly. And then George, he's the other disciple. No, John. What? Where, where does Ringo fit into the Bible? <laughs> where does Ringo fit into God's plan in general? <laughs> Thank you, Josh. That he was did? very helpful. I've heard the pomegranate thing before. Mm-hmm. Pomegranates being the David Lynch of fruit. Right. <laughs> I haven't heard that. What is that from? <laughs> it's a tweet from Matt Oswalt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like 100 years ago. <laughs> now, I heard that the Palm Wonderful Corporation has spent billions of dollars in a secret campaign to blame (laughs) the fruit of the Garden of Eden on apples so that people won't blame pomegranates. You know, pomegranates, delicious. Kind of freaky looking. So, understandable. Understandable why people really only like them as juice. People love pomegranate juice in America. I think pomegranate juice is very popular in America, but for some reason, pomegranate's the fruit are not popular. Yeah, I usually get pomegranate seeds. Yeah, put pomegranate them in with our, seeds with yeah. our breakfast. Yeah. They go good, they go good in salads and stuff, pomegranate That's right. seeds, yeah. 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 Are you but telling you know me I shouldn't be eating them? You shouldn't be eating them, Jessica. Every time you eat a pomegranate seed, a... <laughs> an angel doesn't get their wings. <laughs> an angel does an That's angel so depressing. <laughs> and a snake has its legs taken away. That was another part of the Adam and Eve story that I didn't think to mention during the maybe it's oh. maple thing. You know how the serpent had I remember like the, the way it was taught to us as kids in the specific church I went to, so I don't know if it was taught this way with every Christianity. And I went to a Baptist church as a kid, but like I've said a million times, it was a Boston version of Baptist that was very uh, sort of <laughs> hindered to the temperament of Boston people who were mostly Catholic. But I remember like they would teach us about Adam and Eve, and they'd be like, and then... Adam and Eve were kicked out, and the serpent had its legs taken away. And I was like, oh, that's the origin of snakes. <laughs> but then but then you're like, well, then why do we have some serpents that still have legs? Do we? 
Maybe we don't have serpents that have like. You mean like lizards? lizards? I guess I was thinking about lizards. No, they those dinosaurs <laughs> fuckers don't count. <laughs> dinosaurs are technically birds, and they don't exist anyway because they were made by the devil and planted in the ground. There's different kinds. <laughs> well, uh, all of them are birds. <laughs> Maybe Josh will explain because he did call back. Oh, good. For an extra two minutes here. All right, this is Josh again. I have a correction and a little more information. So the correction is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil wasn't pomegranates or figs. Oh, the Palm Wonderful Corporation got to Josh. Oh, no. Their money, their, their, their goons got sent to Josh's house after he called us. <laughs> but if we are to understand it in terms of fruits that we have now, it would have to be pomegranates or figs. Second, a little more information about the Jewish interpretation. Uh, number one, for Jewish interpretations, it's very common to disagree, and uh, the Midrash often has three different people disagreeing about the meaning of a text without any specific conclusion or one right answer. Uh, so, also, for the most part, Jews don't believe in hell, and even if they did, they're Jews, so they're not going there. So, the discussion of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil being the fall uh, doesn't really make sense for Judaism because, like, fall to what? You're not going to hell. Um, so, uh, in reading this as maturation, think of it as from infancy, you don't know the difference between good and evil, and then as you get older, when you're a child to teenager, Everything is black and white, and that is what eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is like. And so, in order to learn that about 95% of stuff is gray, uh, God has to kick them out of the garden and uh, allow them to learn that and experience life as it actually is. Because, like, I don't know, if it's just maturation then it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not fun to be kicked out of that uh, house uh, or to have to figure out how to live life without all of these things. But it is important for human growth. And so that's sort of the general reading. Of course, I haven't read too much of the, the Midrashic text. Um, but this is what my Jewish friends have uh, provided for me. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. I get it. It's yeah. like a rumspringa, how in Amish society <laughs> they send the kids out when they reach a certain age. Right. A lot of people don't know this. I actually grew up Amish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. Like, just like Reliant K. So, so last week during Maybe It's Maybelline, you did say, like, the tree of knowledge, the fruit of knowledge, like, what's bad about knowledge, <laughs> right? Because mm -hmm. you hadn't been taught it that way in the churches you went to, like, right. to focus on it being the tree of knowledge. And I was like, I had no answer. I'm like, I guess knowledge is good. And I was like, no, but it's the knowledge of good and evil. Like, they didn't, like, they suddenly knew they were naked because they had the tree of knowledge. So it makes sense that if it's been misinterpreted over time where it's, you know, certain versions of Christianity want to emphasize that it's a fall from grace and take away the paper I'm playing with. There you go. Making noises. <laughs> when it was really not a fall, but a, a, a maturation or a maturing. Every time he said maturation, all I could think of was she bop, we bop. <laughs> Same. 
Uh, we have two more voicemails. Speaking of, Stretch yeah. Armstrong's crotch is just yeah. pointed directly at me I got right Jessica now. a Stretch Armstrong for Christmas, <laughs> and it's sitting on the kitchen table while it's sitting aside. You can pull on him because... Because <laughs> <laughs> he bops? <laughs> Jessica had always... Because he doesn't make any noise. <laughs> okay. We wouldn't hear the rustling from the rubber. I'm just yeah, gonna stop. It's oh, you're saying I could if I need a fidget thing. Yes, that's too. He's too big. Yeah, it's too manly. <laughs> he intimidates me. <laughs> so here's another voicemail. Hey guys, uh, my name is Allie. I'm calling from South Carolina, and I'm a relatively new listener and member of the Facebook group as well. Um, anyway, I'm going to go see our guys from Canton on March 15th in Atlanta, and it's going to be my eighth show. So I'm really excited. Um, I actually just bought one of your T-shirts to wear to the show. I got the uh, yellow Matt, Matt, John, Ethan, and Dave shirt, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to let you know, and I really enjoyed the podcast and can't wait to listen to more. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. So she's the one who bought a shirt. Awesome. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Ever since uh, T Public shut us down, if you didn't hear about that, T Public shut down all my T Public stores because I posted a Pokemon related thing twice and then they shut everything with my IP address down, including the podcast, which had nothing to do with it. But um, we moved to Teespring. And no one's bought a shirt since we moved to Teespring. I don't think Teespring's is because, like, I think T Public has really good SEO. Like, even if people don't find our shirts from our podcast, they would find our shirts in general. Right. So we used to sell a lot more on T Public. Maybe I just need to sneak onto T Public. <laughs> they they don't try to figure you out and delete you again like Twitter does, do they? Like, you know, if you get kicked off Twitter, like they actively have people who who investigate and make sure the same person didn't sign up a second time. Yeah, they share the same goons as the Palm Wonderful Corporation. Exactly. So thank you, Allie, for calling. And, and thank it, you for buying a shirt. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you. And yeah, so we're going to be in Orlando yep. and probably still Boston. We're still not 100% sure, but we'll definitely be at the Orlando show. And yeah, I guess this is our first podcast after the tour has started. I don't know why... I don't think the tour had started when we did Maybe It's Maybelline. It was just about to start. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So I think things, it was like that night was the first show, maybe. So things seem to be going super well. Everyone's having a great time. I guess one of the shows, the PA system broke at one point, and they were kind of like leading the crowd and sing-alongs and stuff. So there was this one point <laughs> where I guess... The crowd all sang together with the band on stage, couldn't play their instruments. They sang Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. So it was this whole thing because Mason Menenga, who's a big person on the Twitterverse, podcaster, knows Reliant K, whatever. He had been tweeting at them to play Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. And when they did it in this like PA broken system way, he was like, yay, they did it. And that's awesome. They did it. You know, they didn't actually play with their instruments, but cool. But then Relevant Magazine made it a headline of like, <laughs> Reliant K breaks out the pirates who don't do anything. And then they post the video. And Has I'm like, Relevant Magazine ever <laughs> posted an article that is relevant? Well, then they post the video and they never admit in the video that it's the crowd together. Like, Tyson's not even near the microphone. Like, he's futzing around with his piano not to take it anyway and i wanted to comment about this but i didn't want it to seem like i was attacking mason's achievement 
in getting them to do this song on stage in any form. But Relevant Magazine really pushed it like they played the song. But the video's there, and you see that it's the crowd is singing the song. I'm like, wow, Reliant K has a lot of members now. <laughs> so I'd rather be curmudgeonly about this in the <laughs> in the safety of our own podcast <laughs> than be an a-hole about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that everything seems to be going super well with the tour now they're on break uh it's been watching all of semler's posts with um instagram and checking out everything going on there so it's been really cool it's adorable with semler's dad is like her whole crew and everything <laughs> on the whole tour <laughs> so loving that and uh last voicemail and then I know you've been waiting to have some fun, Jessica, because you are a girl and you just want to have fun. That's right. One more voicemail and we'll have some fun. Hey, guys. Uh, this is JB Garza. We've interacted before a few times uh, through Twitter and YouTube, stuff like that. Um, I just want to say this is like a really awesome podcast. I had no idea it's been going on for so long. Um, I have been a Reliant K fan since... Hmm. I think I want to say around 2004, maybe 2003, uh, church, youth group, stuff like that, that brought me into it. Um, obviously, you know, um, I wanted to give like a little bit of a background just to show, you know, how much this band has meant to me, um, how it's helped me, you know, throughout my, my life pretty much. Um, I was born and raised in deep South Texas. Um, you know, Hispanic culture, very conservative, uh, you know, Texas red state, all that stuff, you know. Um, well, Reliant K has been there for me since I was, you know, uh, 2004. I was about 12 years old. So I'm 12 years old now to me about to be old, 30 years old, whatever. Um, anyway, I recently came out and I, I don't know if you, you remember, but, um, through Twitter, um, you probably have, a, you know, a few people that have come out recently, but I just recently came out as gay in December of 2020, and it was a very dark and lonely time coming from where I was born and raised. Uh, you know, a lot of family shunned me, so, you know, I always had these bands that I listened to to help me get through stuff, but... I could never find a Reliant K song that could help me get through what I was going through around that time. And, you know, with them, with, you know, recently with, with the tour and, you know, getting uh grace on the tour, like it just, you know, it, it just like rejuvenated me having, you know, your all time favorite band as a childhood up until now, you know, knowing that they support you as a person, you know, the community, it just means so much. And like, I just wanted to share that. I'm just like really happy that they're on tour and I will be seeing them in Houston in March. So if anybody is going out there, look me up. All right, guys, keep doing what you're doing. I enjoy it. Laters. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, JB, for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for calling and sharing. That's, yeah. that's thank really you incredible. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like now that Reliant K is back, we're really like finding people were really glad to have find the podcast. So I, and especially since the tour was announced and everything. So that's great. I, yeah, I mean, and we've talked about it with Josh McTerrigan from reliable J and everything, but like Reliant K has always been 
like for everybody. <laughs> like I don't think they they just didn't have like a specific unless you're unless your sweater's right. too tight or you drink Miller Lite. <laughs> Reliant K has has never really been against anyone. Right. But it's so it's so really beautiful it's, to yeah. see that they've that they're you know embracing all yeah. of their fans now because they did have you know a, a really large LGBT plus following mm-hmm. before right. and now it just feels like it's so satisfying and so beautiful to see that they're really like embracing that yeah because when we started this podcast almost two years ago now. And I was, like, stalking everyone who... <laughs> promoting the podcast. I call it promoting the podcast. Technically, it's stalking anyone who would talk about Reliant K online. Because I'd want to get in there and, like, just make them notice that we exist as a podcast. Like, someone's just having a conversation about Reliant K on Twitter or Instagram. And I can just like the tweet. And so they'll see, oh, Sadie Hawkins pod. I figure I know what that is. Anyway, that's what was my goal. And then I'm just perusing around online communities and like there's a lot of lgbtq plus reliant k fans in 2019 reclaiming it like similar is like the forerunner of that sort of thing really happening and coming to a certain noticeable height but it was happening with a ton of fans like a ton of fans and like now there's so much more and more talk about like deconstruction of evangelical faith and everything that i feel like there's even more of that now but that wasn't even what I was seeing in 2019. I was seeing gay, queer, lesbian fans of Reliant K saying, I love Reliant K and I don't care if you are upset that I liked them. <laughs> and now, thank goodness, there's this whole like thing in everyone's face. It's like Reliant K is gay affirming and Semler's on tour with them and it's amazing. And I'm super happy about that, but I'm not as happy about the fact that K is for karaoke features songs by secular artists (laughs) who otherwise sing about things like sex and drugs. Third Eye Blind has songs about drugs. Danny, Danny, have have you ever heard Collapsible Lung? What? Maybe they did it. What? Sorry. (laughs) Have I ever heard Collapsible Lung? Yes. (laughs) I got distracted because I'm like, wait, did they do a Third Eye Blind song? And I'm like, yeah, Motorcycle Drive-By. I just got, I confused myself because we talked about it in the Third Eye Blind Patreon episode, how Third Eye Blind, Three Doors Down, <laughs> all those bands have right. similar names. Well, thank you so much, JB, for calling and feeling like you could share your story yes, here. thank, thank you. Thank I'm, su- I'm super happy. I loved, I, like, I love hearing that. Like, it, it feels so good. Yeah. I want everyone to be able to feel comfortable. Hopefully, if we can make, like, I want this podcast to be a community. Yeah. And, like... Not like it doesn't have to be the Reliant K community, but I just want to be able to. I want this to be. We a have a voicemail for a reason. Yeah. it's a it's a conversation. Come share your stories. Oh, tell us your tour stories as well. Right. Like we definitely yeah, we want to hear, hear all about it. Tell us about their experiences on the tour and everything. So, because I'm sure everyone's having a lot of fun on the tour, oh whether you are a girl or not. Oh but before we get into that, <laughs> what? <laughs> So we were, we're taking two weeks off in the middle of March. We are? Yes, we are. We're taking our first like solid vacation from the podcast. this is news to me. We have missed two, we've missed the week twice 
in the history of this podcast. Never in a row, though. Never in a row. And but but like we've accidentally missed two weeks in the last two years, and then we have deliberately taken like two weeks off somewhere in there. So there's like four weeks we missed. But this is the first time where we're telling you ahead of time, two weeks we're not doing the podcast. And those are the two weeks that we're traveling to see the show. Now we might drop like mini episodes about our experience at the Orlando show. For sure. Or something like that. We're taking a microphone with us. But as far as the research of a song and sitting down for two hours and talking about it, like we just want to take that off of our to-do list for those weeks so we'll release something we'll release like i think i'm going to rebroadcast an episode because we have so many new listeners make it find some really good episode from our first 100 episodes and rebroadcast that and then maybe post a patreon free episode or something like that we were gonna so we were trying to find fun easy songs for these last like two three episodes before we go on our vacation and Originally, we were going to do the AutoZone rarity, right? There is this rarity, very rare Reliant K thing of Warren and Schneck covering the AutoZone jingle. And Jessica was like, oh, let's just do that from the list. That'll be easy. It became the hardest thing I've ever had to research because I had to go to Schneck and Warren to ask them, like, what is this about? I see that people in the comments of this song say it's from a video you did, but where's the video? So it's been a whole hunt. So we're doing it next week. We figured it out, but we were like, I'm still in the midst of trying to shake down information (laughs) from the Johns (laughs) about the AutoZone cover. Who are very busy individuals. (laughs) Danny's over here. Well, Warren's not on tour. What's he doing? (laughs) Danny's over here like, hey, where's that song you did that one time a bazillion years ago? Well, one cool thing that I'll spoil for next week is, you know, the AutoZone cover is on YouTube in like a badly compressed LimeWire era version that was snipped out of the original video that they did that we'll talk about where they like jokingly covered for their video podcast back in the five score days. But Warren sent me a crystal clear version of the cover that will premiere next week. Awesome. Now, whether we find the video or not, I've been tweeting about it, asking for anyone out there who sit, who has like a CDR somewhere of the old Reliant K video podcast from five, from the five score era right now, that video is lost media. It was like part of their video podcast, the same video podcast where Dave and Schneck have a boxing match. Right. This one episode where they go into the studio to record a song. And then the joke is in the end, it turns out to be the AutoZone theme song or jingle. That video is not there right now. So we're still trying to shake that down. If we don't find it in time, we're still going to do the episode. So instead I was like, what else can we do this week? Oh no. Every song we've left is a praise and worship song, which we'd love to talk about, but we want to keep things light and fun. Maybe it's Maybelline took a turn that I personally was not expecting, and so it turned out to be a little heavier of an episode than than I particularly care for these episodes to be. So I was like, oh, we haven't done two lefts in almost three months. Three, three runs make a left, but what four makes too long since we've done that album. Anyway, <laughs> but it turns out every song we've left, we have left on two, except for Silly Shoes, every song we have left on two lefts is a super pious worship song. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, what are we going to do? So we said, let's do 
girls just want to have fun because this is one that we will will we gotta have fun about this i don't think there's a secret religious <laughs> connotation to girls just want. oh have fun. wait till we get to song meetings danny i'm just kidding no song <laughs> meetings this week no song meetings <laughs> so let's get into it well the first of all or what do you have? Go ahead. Oh, You're oh, the, you know what? This what? is a song about praising. This is a song about girls. It's a song about a song praising about girls. women. Yeah, it's a song about praising <laughs> women and then and letting them be themselves. So Jessica, please lead the discussion. Oh my girls goodness! Girls just want to have fun. A feminist anthem, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that does pop up quite a bit. It's like if you just Google "girls just want to have fun," it's like, is this song feminist? Just one of the like Google quest like recommended questions. <laughs> Um, so Reliant K played this song a lot in 2011, and yeah. I found an interview with Ethan Luck where he said that this was the only song off uh, K is for Karaoke where, that they played live, that they were playing live at that time. Right. Um, they did play Motorcycle Drive-By a bunch and Africa, but I guess maybe... Just maybe at the beginning the ink- of, the, of the, that tour, yeah. pro- possibly. And yeah. one important thing to mention is this is the lead track from the original Reliant K is for Karaoke EP. Right, when they had them split into two. Right, but they didn't even necessarily... I don't... I think we figured this out in a previous karaoke episode, but the question was, like, did they intend always to make it two EPs? Because ultimately, they had one EP that was printed on a CD and sold on tour, but then they go into the studio, they record the second EP, and they never release the second EP as a CD. They just release it directly to iTunes, and then they release a full-length version of both EPs together and call it K's for Karaoke. So my question is, like, did they actually go in to the studio and make an EP, and then later they were like, oh, we could go back and do a couple more songs? And then halfway through they were like, wait, this is really more like a full-length, forget about making two EPs, and let's just do it as a full-length. But... This is the lead single. This is the lead song off the original EP. So at a time when there was people probably didn't know there were going to be more cover songs and there's just like what is it like six or seven cover songs from the first EP. People are like this is the lead thing to get you to go buy that EP. We're going to play it all Warp Tour 2011, which they right. did. I think there's something like 50 phone camera videos of Warp Tour 2011 of them playing this song again and again and again and they're all super cursed. <laughs> I found one, I found, I watched them all, I watched the second of all of them to find the best sounding one. I found the best sounding one, but all of the rest of them sound like garbage because it's 2011 iPhones. No, it's not, e- no, not even because 2011, it's like, yeah, they're just coming out, but did we even have video capabilities on iPhones at that point? Yeah, because iPhone starts in 2008 or nine. It's like, it, so let's see, I think it was a three, 3G was the one that it like came out that you finally could use. So yeah, I did, we, ha- I had a three when we were i use i use our our wedding as like right. the basis for everything when we were engaged in like 2009 yeah. they don't look like flip phone videos they do look like smartphone videos for 2011 yeah. so they're early smartphone videos but i think someone actually did have a camera at one particular show so it sounds way better so we will play that live version later but yeah anyway this is so that's important to mention is this is like their foot forward into like we have a cover project it's an ep and there might be more songs later and we might make a full-length cover album this is their foot forward yeah not gonna lie this is probably the reliant k album that i think about and revisit 
loves it the least. And I just realized today doing my research that there's a Tom Petty cover on here, which I had not realized before. And when we decided to do (laughs) most of Case for Karaoke as Patreon episodes, we've been so slow to do that. Yeah. We have real bad. We're doing crazy this weekend. Right. So Gnarls Barkley's Crazy is going to come out a couple days after this episode. I mean, and it's, this is like, also, this is kind of like a forgotten gem of Reliant K covers, really. Um, there's those videos on YouTube, on the Mono vs. Stereo official YouTube channel, where it's uh, Matt and Matt and Ethan sitting in a pool, <laughs> with their legs in the pool, sitting on the right. side of the pool with the legs in the pool, telling you, check out our new uh, covers EP, and then there's a second part follow-up for the second half of the songs, which I think has Schneck in it. Or maybe it has it has one of the Johns and it doesn't have the other John, along with Ethan, Matt, and Matt. In the first Monoverse... I'm not going to play it because I'm literally just going to sum up what they say. In the original Monoverse Stereo promo video with Matt, Matt, and Ethan, they're like, the first song on our new covers project is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And then Hoop says, this is a song we used to play a bunch in 2003. And then they cut to a clip of the song. And then they don't talk about Girls Just Want to Have Fun again. But apparently, this is one of those early Reliant K covers that they used to throw in there a lot. Now, I remember, I've been watch, I've been, I've been going to Reliant K shows since... You remember when? You remember, remember when you lost your mind? Yes. <laughs> Patreon.com slash City Hopkins Pod. <laughs> so I've been seeing Reliant K shows since the first album. Since right after Steven left the band, I've been seeing Reliant K live. And in those early days, they always threw a cover into the show, especially when there was only the first two albums. I remember a cover that they would play a lot one year was We Built This City on Rock and Roll. And at Soul Fest that year, uh, Leonor and Reese came up on stage and sang like backup harmonies. Nice. And I was, there's no YouTube version. There's no YouTube upload of them covering that song. And I'm like, I saw them play that at least three times that summer. Because they played in the New England area so much that year. And then when we did Jefferson Airplane, because Starship, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, I was like, I really wish I could hear this again. <sighs> anyway, the point is, they used to throw fun covers in all the time. Like 80s pop covers in the original Brian and Dave version of the band. And that's something that they always threw covers in. But later on, they did like more you know they did like Kanye West covers and they did like the office theme and stuff so it's like they didn't they weren't doing these kind of like covers for the sake of doing the cover thing later on as much and it's fun to learn I didn't see it back then that apparently they did in 2003 girls just want to have fun no record of it other than hoop saying it in this mono versus stereo video they uh they should have should have pulled a weird owl and made a parody instead. They could have changed the lyrics to "Church girls just want to chew gum." I don't know. I, don't <laughs> well, know. I remember a... always being annoyed that my mom would make me spit out my gum before we went to church slash Sunday school. <laughs> church girls just want to chew gum. Love it. Oh, you know who would sing that? Apologetics, the Christian weird owl. Have we not talked about apologetics? I, I was like, I don't. I thought you meant an. I thought you meant apologetic individuals <laughs> as in, like as a generalization. I'm like, why? Or the study of because you're allowed to chew gum no, in church. No. The band Apologetics is the Christian Weird Al. I can't believe we've never talked about them, but they write. They do exactly what you just 
suggested. They take popular songs, but unlike Weird Al, who kind of usually has to take a song that's contemporaneous to the album he's releasing, sometimes, you know, he does Yoda or something, which is an older song that he parodies, or Jurassic Park is an older song, MacArthur Park. But apologetics can just take any song they think of, and it's like about... Adam the and Eve, begins. and it's about you know, it's about what I said, the saga begins. It's also <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, the saga yeah. begins as well. So there are a lot of examples of Weird Al <clears throat> taking non-contemporaneous parodies, but Apologetics did Christian parodies of songs, and I can't believe we never talked about. Well, them. there you go, Apologetics. If if you're listening, <laughs> I should look into it. <laughs> or if now, anyone from the from the Apologetics at uh, Apologetics sphere is is uh, listening. Is that is that a thing anymore? You know what? Do people still really chew gum a lot? Because this is like being a kid in the nineties, and when you're a kid in the nineties, like gum is where it's at. Like you've got gum, it's the candy you can take with you and can have at any time. Usually your mom isn't like rationing out the amount of gum you're allowed to have because you're ADHD. Like and also, like I'm super ADHD. I remember sitting in the pews at church with my mom and she would always like, because my legs are always going. It annoys Danny too. My mom would like put her hand over on my leg to still me. I do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. If if she had just let me have my gum, maybe I would not have bounced my leg as much because my mouth would have been busy. <laughs> I don't know. So thought that energy could have been going somewhere else. So I can't see that Apologetics has ever done a parody of girls just want to have fun. I've so said a lot go. of really unfortunate things this episode <laughs> taken out of context. But Weird Al does have a version of this song. It's called Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Do you want to hear it real quick? This was going to be later in the show, but we'll just throw it in now because we're talking about it. I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty lame, but let's do it. I <laughs> well, do like Weird Al, but... <laughs> this, I think you can... I think it's okay for you to say that Whoops. this is lame because I have some follow-up information about this particular cover version. Is this, this from Poodle Hat? Version. No, it's not from Poodle Hat. It's from Alan 3D, which I think... Is this Alan 3D? One second. When is that? No, from? this is from the Dare to be Stupid album. Oh. It's called Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. <laughs> Let's skip ahead a little bit. Nope. <laughs> so you know what? I really love Weird Al, but why so much food? Well, always with the food. He has an entire food compilation album where it's just his food-related parodies, and then a TV compilation album of just his parodies that refer to television. So one thing I had to so I texted Andrew from Magnified Pod because he's our resident Weird Al aficionado. Heck yeah. And I said, hey, out of the blue question, but do you have any special thoughts on Girls Just Want to Have Lunch by Weird Al? We're doing Reliant K's version of Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. <laughs> and, and we realized there's a Weird Al parody. So you're our resident Al fan in our circle. And then I, in parentheses, I said, Jessica really only knows 90s and later Al. So he said, I do have thoughts. It's not his strongest parody. And from what I've read, it was a label-suggested parody that he didn't want to do. It's not very clever, and it's probably because his heart wasn't in it. So there you go. That stands by your opinion from hearing the the iTunes uh, preview just now. You right. heard like 20 <laughs> seconds. Church girls just want to chew gum. Cheer- there you go. Apologetics. Get out there. Do it. Apo- the thing that's funny about... The thing that's that's ironically funny about apologetics 
is a lot of their songs weren't funny. It was just funny that they existed. You know what I mean? And it was... Is that why they're apologetic? They're apologizing that their parodies weren't very funny? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. But their parodies weren't, like, funny. It was just, like, let's take a pop song and and change it to be a Bible lesson. And then I guess the funny part is this song just exists. As opposed to actually having jokes within within the parody. Gotcha. Okay. I saw them live once at Soul Fest with my friend Brandon, who is like my first Christian punk metal friend. Gotcha. Uh, who I wasn't in contact with much after that, but he was the first person who liked Christian alternative music. I wonder if Brandon's out there listening. He was more into like metal, like real aggressive metal that I wasn't into at the time. Um, so we have more versions of the song coming up later, but let's get back on track. Yeah, because Relying K, not even the only pop punk band to cover this song. Right. Uh, the main also have a really fun yeah. cover, and they really made it their own. Whereas uh, we talk about every time these these uh, is for karaoke songs come up, mm-hmm. we always talk about how we feel that like maybe they didn't they didn't make it their own quite enough mm-hmm. and, and you know they do more of a, a straightforward cover with just a little bit of extra pop punk thrown in there right but like the main really transformed the song and and it's very enjoyable okay well i have that here too so let me hear a second of that this is from pop goes punk goes pop five and i actually did double check if our friends at Punk Goes Pod had covered this song yet, and they have not. They were taking... Actually, I realized they've been taking a break in 2022. Like, they haven't had a new episode in 2022, and I checked in with Emma, and I'm like, everything okay? And she's like, yeah, we just... We're burnt out taking a break. So they'll be back eventually, and maybe they'll talk about the mains version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun from Punk Goes Pop 5. Here it is. I didn't actually listen to this earlier when I pulled it from YouTube. I was just like, girls just want to have fun. Fearless Records have to have covered this. And this will get us back on track for Reliant K because I have something to say about Fearless Records in a second. Oh yeah, this is really interesting. Like the lyrics are clearer than any version of the song I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking over it for our listeners right now, (laughs) but I'm looking at the lyric sheet, uh, the, the lyric video. This is interesting, yeah. This is good. I gotta actually check this out later. I like it because it updates it, but not in that way that, like, it sounds like it should be by, like, an indie, not indie artist, and on the 13 Reasons Why soundtrack or in a NECW show, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Exactly. So tying this back into Fearless Records and the Punk Goes series... Something that's funny about this being a cover that Reliant K, and I was getting to this a minute, like 20 minutes ago, (laughs) and I'm glad I saved it for now because it ties into Fearless Records. This is like a a slightly overseen, underrated sequel to Manic Monday in the Reliant K discography. Because, uh, and this is something else, another box we got to open up in a second, but in both cases with this song, it's a female specific 80s pop song that's almost anthemic in its like you know understanding of the female experience like almost and timeless as well despite the fact of both of those are 80s songs manic monday being like you're a woman kind of lost in the working world and then girls just want to have fun 
referring to you know want to you know want to cut loose after the working day is done and about having wanting to have fun both of these are like these anthemic things 80s pop songs that Reliant K has covered in both cases not changing any of the pronouns like Manic Monday they switch it up with the Quiet Riot voice stuff but they are not like trying to say uh uh, uh we're we're men singing this song <laughs> uh we're not chicks no in both cases Tyson is just like I'm he's gonna still kissing Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream exactly and in both cases why because st- Reliant K said gay rights that's why <laughs> that's why but also I mean, this just goes back. This isn't even a Christian thing. This is like an overall, like, you know, thing about homophobia. It's like you can be a guy that is straight and be secure enough in your straightness that you are not offended at your 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 heterosexuality isn't so fragile that singing like a pop song but not changing the pronouns like makes people think that you oh, might be gay. Like you're you're you can actually you can wear a pink tux to the prom. Yeah, your sexuality, no matter what it is, can be. You, you know it enough that, like, these people who are homophobic, they're, like, so homophobic that they were afraid they're gay. It's like, dude, you got to work on yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, another, another uh, connection between Manic Monday and Girls Just Want to Have Fun is that in both cases, these are major anthemic pop songs that weren't written by the band that they are known to play. The Bangles didn't write Manic Monday and Cindy Lauper did not ori- sorry did not originally perform these songs. Right. The Bangles did not originally perform Manic Monday but they made it the the hit that it is and Cindy Lauper did not originally perform this song but she made it the hit that it is. This is one of those infamous things of this song is she actually She does have that eczema under control though. Or whatever. All those commercials she does for eczema. Yeah, I think it's eczema. No, I can't remember. Yeah, she does for some. So it, it wasn't a. It's not a serious drug. It's not like right. a life threatening thing. It's like a real simple thing. Yeah. So this song. So I was like, I'm Cindy Lauper. To <laughs> talk about my eczema. <laughs> In a second, Vanessa Hudgens is going to be coming up to here to talk about her birth control. <laughs> I just want to make a super cut of like all of the female celebrities like letting you know about there aren't a lot of no, there just are there are all male commercials ce- they play on on uh, on Hallmark yeah. as well. <laughs> there are male celebrities that will do ads for medication, but it seems like more female celebrities will do ads for medication. <laughs> Sorry, side sidebar. <laughs> so this song was originally recorded by like a, a, a lesser known sort of guy who wanted to be a pop star named Robert Hazard. And I guess we can look at the Wikipedia for the song in a second, but Robert Hazard's original version was eventually sort of like purchased by Cindy Lauper's managers and it was like this song reworked a little would make a lot of sense for Cindy Lauper. The original well I'll play it. I'm waiting for this ad to end. The original <laughs> <laughs> the original Robert Hazard version is written from the male point of view. And it's actually about a, a, a man who likes to go out and party because his girls just want to have fun. Like the girl, the original song, it's, it was actually, I was really, I knew this song was like a secret cover, but I never knew that the original song was written from a male point of view. That part this week was surprising to me. Yeah, that the original song, the original song is this guy's parents are berating him for going out and partying all the time. And he says, hey, mom and dad, sorry but all my girlfriends, you know, I, I'm, I'm 
paraphrasing it into a narrative, but all my girlfriends, all my girls, they just want to have fun. So what am I going to do? And then Cindy Lauper takes it and her management or whoever, and they change the lyrics to make it about a girl just wants to have fun. And that in a way makes it a kind of a feminist anthem. When you think about how they shifted this sort of male centered song about actually like a male centered song about like the women in his life. And he's like dating so many girls sort of chauvinistic in its way, taking a, you know, a passively chauvinistic song and making it sort of a feminist anthem. So here's the original Robert Hazard version of the song. And this is a demo. Like this was from 1979. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And this wasn't originally released on like a main, uh, like a national CD of any kind. Like this was a demo that he couldn't like actually get pressed onto a national record and eventually sold it to Cindy Lauper. So this is a demo that's been leaked on YouTube many times. I was going to edit this into the episode so it would sound better, but yeah. It sounds sounds like... Somebody likes the cars in Oingo Boingo. Right. I was going to say, this is very new wave, like very late 70s new wave, very Elvis Costello. He's got a little bit of a Randy Newman vocal approach. Yeah, very early new wave. It's so fascinating. I mean, I actually, I love the production. I love the production. It's a demo. So I can't like, you know, this tape hiss. It's clearly not like the, like a polished studio version. Right. But I just love the approach of the original song. And then Cindy Lauper takes it and not only twists, you know, her and her management, whoever, her producers together, you know, Cindy Lauper is a very, you know, singer songwriter. She's known for her own songs. So I'm not trying to give credit to anyone in her camp for what they did with this song but you know her management found the song for her so clearly this was like a group effort with her and the people you know who worked with her to hone her uh persona so her version came out in 1983 and this was uh the single was lopper's breakthrough hit reaching number two on the u.s billboard hot 100 chart and became a worldwide hit throughout late 1983 and early 1984 yeah um, and it's interesting how she takes the, they take, she and, and her producers take the original song and twist it so that it's not just this sort of Elvis Costello style, slightly punky indie, you know, uh, new wave indie version, but they instead take it and make it this very dancey pop number, very bubblegum pop thing, but with this slight sort of reggae mento backbeat like really make it into something pretty unique and like reggae and jamaican music was a big part of 80s pop music and that's where 
on it, and I only feel more confident talking about this because I love ska music so much. And in you know researching and trying to find out more about ska music, I inevitably I inevitably look into a lot more new wave, and you see so much Jamaican influence in new wave music. And then that's part of the reason, you know, ska music, especially in the 80s, is just tied together with the scenes of New Wave. And so many artists in, like, the UK and everything were inspired by Jamaican music. Now, I don't know if you call this a regular... I don't think you could call... You can't. You can't call Cyndi Lauper's song a reggae thing. A reggae song. But there is, like, a mento Jamaican underlining with that sort of slight like jamaican skank like in ska music this the word skank actually comes from the the way the guitar picks up that's where the word skank originally comes from so there's just and i I wonder if you could take the stems of the cindy lopper original song and remove that slight jamaican back beat influence you know back of the production influence and what would that song sound like? Because it really makes it. It's just one of those things that's just when it's missing, you know it's missing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Also a movie, Girls Just Want to Have Fun from 1985, starring Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt, and Christy Summers. <laughs> that's right. And... It's an okay movie. It's an okay <laughs> 80s movie. <laughs> this song was such a major hit. It was so uh, important. I found this one thing, Night of the Comet, which is a movie we enjoy. Yeah. It's like a movie where a comet flies over Earth and it destroys most of the Earth's population. Sounds depressing, but the joke, it's a comedy apocalyptic horror movie because some of the last people left in the world are these valley girls. (laughs) And some of the people who didn't get destroyed by the comet flashing across the Earth get turned into sort of like not exactly zombies but like mutant murderer people and then there's a couple of scientists who are left one of them is mary monvaro i should know her name because she's the principal from rock and roll high school and and is in all those uh roger corman movies yep but uh originally apparently on the soundtrack the stars of the, the two girls the two sisters the valley girls who are left in an apocalyptic wasteland and they go to the mall and they just go yeah. shopping and stuff. <laughs> so good. Originally, there was a version of this song that they were that they sang. They recorded it. The stars like sang the oh, song, wow. and that was going to be part of the shopping montage. Amazing. But it got cut. But the 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 original tracks got leaked by the original composer onto YouTube. So I suggest go check that out. Night of the Comet. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, this is a great song. I mean, I definitely can relate. Everyone asks me when I'm going to live my life right, and this girl just wants to have fun. (laughs) My parents, Danny, when are you going to start making real money? Jessica. (laughs) You're totally right. You're totally right. But the thing is, like, but I also hear this song and I think about Jessica because it's like some boys take a beautiful girl and hire her away from the rest of the world. I would never hide Jessica away from the rest of the world. I always want you to walk in the sun. Also, just like Tegan and Sarah, I want to show you off. I want to. (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. Like, I really like I want you to have fun. But you know what? Cindy Lauper. She's when the working day is done. She's still a working girl. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's sick and tired of my artsy bohemian shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> as they should be. Aww. Well, okay, well, hold on. <laughs> Behind the curtain. We moved to Los Angeles, Uh-oh. and I found a job that allowed us enough money that I was like, Jessica, you focus on you. Focus on your freelancing film career. And that's how we spent the first several years in Los Angeles. We're like, I make enough money for us to have this apartment and everything we need. Like, we're not, like, we don't, gotta, we don't have a house in the hills, but we're happy, right? But now as we've gotten older and I'm approaching 40, I'm like, it's time to get a job. <laughs> If anyone in the greater Los Angeles area is hiring, I am looking. We need more money. <laughs> we, we you do. know, we're, tr- we're trying to have a baby. Yeah. And when Jessica's pregnant, I don't want her to be working at any kind of job that would jeopardize that at all. I don't want that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you ha- we, we, you, you produced a movie. That's amazing. Forever Not Maybe. Follow it on Instagram. She produced. <laughs> hey, LGBT. It's a lesbian movie. Should we just say that? We've never said it in front of the paywall. It's a lesbian movie that she filmed with her friend. She produced it. She that helped. sounds like a backyard project. This was like... No, it's a real, it's a real movie. This was years of work. It was years of work. It's a real movie. It's amazing. It's, an, it's a fully out lesbian movie, which there are not a lot of. Like, we would have discussions. Like, we'd be hanging out with, the, uh, with Christy, who directed the movie. And I'd be like... You know, we'd be talking to her about like, and this is very, this feels relevant to, you know, Reliant K stuff happening now. So many Hollywood movies about gay and lesbian and queer experience are always about the drama of it. And like specifically about like coming out stories or like getting shunned and stuff. It's like the LGBTQ plus community needs just like a regular, and they, it needs just like regular stories about just living life and not the we're not where the whole story is about coming out and stuff just like a romance just like make a regular movie where they're gay and they tried to sort of do this with that uh kristen stewart hulu movie right but it's still about it it's still a it's still a story about coming out yeah like that should have just been a that should have just been a story about them in a Christmas rom. It could have been right. It could have just been a nice little Christmas rom com. Well, forever not maybe. Still, props to Clea Duvall. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really great that that's and it's it's a lighthearted movie. Oh, and they, which they, for there a lot. is one over on Hallmark now uh, that I think Allie Lieber directed it. I'm pretty sure she's in it as well. Um, that's that's out there now. Right. Good. Good. Well, there needs to be more, and Jessica there made do. one of them, and now. That that's done. She needs to go out and get a job job at Marshalls or something. (laughs) So this is going to be a long episode, but we're an hour in. So let's take our break. And when we get back, we'll have more notes about the different versions of the song. And then a couple of live videos. and uh, covers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can also interact with the show by calling our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE. Check out our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. There you can see the visuals that we discuss each week, and you can send emails to us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Also, sadiehawkinspod.com is your one-stop shop for all our social links and to get to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers of all our various logo designs. Treat yourself to a Sadie Hawkins Pod shirt 
or confuse a loved one by gifting one to them. We would also like to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Isaac, James, Kindell, Timothy, Daniel, Josh, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Twice a month, we have bonus episodes, including reviews of the songs from K is for Karaoke, and you can hear our backlog of bonus episodes, including reading through the entire complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind book that Reliant K did or did not write. You'll have to go over there to find out who wrote it. So donate that money today. What you gonna do? You sitting on that money? You got that stimmy check oh, no. from years ago? <laughs> send it our way. Send it our way. Send ye our send, way. Send ye money our way. So, the guitar in this is really great. Yeah. So let's, yeah, the Reliant K version. Yeah. I guess we talked about it more on Patreon, but one thing since we barely ever listen to this album like on our own much less as a podcast like it's such a blind spot for us as we have slowly gotten into it on patreon we realized so much of k is for karaoke the the full-length album is that was the sound of the table not a fart just in case that was the table yeah sorry (laughs) um so it didn't much- actually come from you. It was my arm. Oh, it was my. I thought it was me. No, it was my hoodie and my arm like okay. turned on the table. Weird. Gotcha. I really thought it was me. Well, um, yeah. So much. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was me rubbing against the table. So much of K is for karaoke. We found is like Reliant K, just straight ahead doing the song as it is, like you know, on sheet music, for lack of a better term, just doing the song straight ahead. And sure, putting their own guitar tone and everything, but kind of keeping the bones of the structure and not transforming it in any way. And when people review covers, and I've gotten really sick of this because I don't believe people when it comes to reviewing covers anymore, everybody says, oh, I like a cover that's a little transformative or the band puts their own spin on it. But then you'll find... You are guaranteed to find that same person has said something contradictory about another cover that they like. I don't believe there is any parameter for a successful cover. I think a cover, like any other form of art, just you feel it or you don't. Period. It just has this extra baggage that other forms of art and music don't necessarily have if you know the actual song. But in a case of like, girls just want to have fun, nobody knows that I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> Matt Teason? <laughs> no, Ch- Charlie Whitney. Uh, Richard. Is- Richard Hellscape. Uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard Hazard. Robert Hazard. Darn <laughs> it. <laughs> We're so like, sorry. <laughs> this is a cover. I mean, Cindy Lauper's version is a cover. Yeah. But nobody's judging it as, well, you didn't really... You didn't, yeah, I mean, sure, you transformed Robert Hazard's version a (laughs) lot, but I think, 
I think people need to be a lot more truthful and not say, oh, I don't like this cover because covers shouldn't be X, Y, Z. They should just say, oh, I don't like this cover because I don't like this singer's voice and I prefer the original. Yeah, just a cover speaks to you or it doesn't. And that's the way that we felt about most of the stuff on K is for karaoke. So with like Dr. Worm, they just did the song with their own guitar tones and their own voices, but they just flat out did the song. And then if you know the They Might Be Giants version way better, you probably prefer the They Might Be Giants version. But Jessica doesn't love the They Might Be Giants. She doesn't love John Linnell's voice, so she likes Reliant K's version. Africa, they just did the song, but they ratcheted up just a little bit, but they didn't like wildly transform it into a pop punk version like they did with this song or Baby or Manic Monday. So my point is, Caves for Karaoke, a lot of it is just doing the song as it is on paper with just their voice and their guitars. Here, they have transformed the song yet again, like they did with Manic Monday, like they did with Baby. I mean, like not to the Baby. extent right. that they didn't. Like, I don't think that anything on uh, Caves for Karaoke comes close to what they did with Manic Monday. No, personally. for sure. Yeah. This, I feel like, is the closest thing to almost doing that like really deep amazing theatrical pop rock they pop punked really, it up a bit yeah but there are mixed there are changes up in terms of like transitions between things like that whole build up that i don't know if you'd call it a bridge but the where they kind of break things down a little bit reliant k does towards the end of the song where they just kind of drop it down you just wanna they just wanna and they build it up again there that's not in the original version that's like a little arena rock through the lens of a Reliant K pop rock, pop punk thing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great build. And that's not in the original song. And I don't expect or want that in the original song. But I crave that in the Reliant K version. Like, I love when we get to that section. So like Manic Monday, the way Manic Monday's cover, the Reliant K version, weaves and goes in and out. And you just have this fun roller coaster ride. I feel it's a smaller roller coaster. It's the wooden roller coaster. It doesn't go upside down, but they definitely take you for a little bit of a roller coaster ride with uh, their cover. Wooden roller oh, coasters can be scary fun. as hell because they're old. Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's like the flying unicorn versus dueling dragons for all my Orlando peeps and uh, right. who out there who, who, who know it. Who into it before it was Harry right. Potter. <laughs> now it's flight of the hippogriff and is that which one's that one i don't know what's what do they call dueling dragons now is that flight of the, i don't remember. i think it's still called like the dragons the dueling dragons something the like two that. dragons or something but make it harry potter yeah yeah and i mean clearly relying k decided that this was the strongest song that they did in all in these two sessions of recording covers right because with the EP, it's the lead song from the original Case for Karaoke EP. And then they kept it as the main song for the full-length version. And in my mind, forever, I always think that the opening track of the full-length version of the karaoke album is Baby. It's not. It's this song. Right. <laughs> but for some reason, like, since Baby comes from the second sessions, right... I'm almost positive of that. It comes from the second EP. I thought like they would open, and especially because it was a trendier song of the time, I thought they would open the full CD with Baby, but they don't. They open it with this. So I think they knew that this was something magic to hit on. And you know, especially if like 
this is a cover that they did back with Brian in the band, and now they're dusting it off, and they did it. They did it really well. Like this is a this is good Reliant K cover music. Meanwhile, on this same album, they have "You're the Inspiration," right? Which is also a song they did from the time when Steven was in the band and when Dave joined, but they did like a sloppy punk version, like not even like punk with an asterisk like they did a punk sloppy version of this back in the first two album days but then for k's for karaoke they just went ahead and did the karaoke version they did the version that sounds exactly like it would on the original album by um chicago (laughs) yes and i think i was a little i was a little that wasn't successful right yeah exactly and i think that's why i was a little biased almost coming into this thinking that we have recently covered over on Patreon a few of these songs where we were kind of unimpressed. And so I sort of had that tinging uh, my vision coming into this song this week. And I just, during our break, listened to it again. And I was like, no, this one's really good. Because, you know, this is definitely a a, a part of the time where Tyson was clearly getting ready to take off to to really focus on his vocals Mm -hmm. and was definitely working on them more. Because he does a great job of, like, hitting all those notes that he needs to on every single one of these songs. Mm -hmm. But he has that sort of prettier voice that is just not that's Matt associated Tyson to me. with the post yeah that is just days. it's too collapsible lung and i just don't <laughs> care for it <laughs> speaking of collapsible lung i just have a little sidebar to talk about collapsible lung and, and its relation to case for karaoke you know we had a lot of prejudice against collapsible lung when we came into doing this podcast two and a half years ago and some of those prejudices have remained and some of them haven't but one of the most shocking things we figured out over the last two years of doing this podcast is that the idea for what collapsible lung was was the idea right away like almost immediately after forget and not slow down within 20 by 2010 we have found interviews where tyson is already talking about how the next album will be with a bunch of extra songwriters and it will be it'll be more pop and it'll we'll see what we can do with extra songwriters i don't think anyone imagined then that it would be what collapsible lung was but we know for sure that the idea of collapsible lung took three years it took three years to come out because right after forget not slow down he said a whole bunch of songwriters are going to work with me on the next album so that three years that three year span between the release of well more like four years between the release of Forget and Not Slow Down and Collapsible Lung. But we know the album was done in 2012. So those three years, it seemed like the work on Collapsible Lung was like back and forth. And maybe they didn't expect it to take that long for Collapsible Lung. Even though the album was done by 2012, maybe they didn't expect it to take that long. So by 2011, they're like, maybe they're like, let's get into the studio and do something a little easier because it's been two years since we had an album. And this is still in the time where they're concerned about not having an album after that long. <laughs> when, you know, now we're talking about almost, now we're talking about six years since the last like full Reliant K album. But it seems to me like Collapsible Lung was like a stopgap effort because Collapsible, did I say Collapsible? K is for Karaoke was a stopgap effort 
because collapsible lung was taking time. Taking time to really be pulled together. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. and I could be wrong, but it wasn't this kind of done to just fill a, a need, a necessity in a contract or something, or no? That's burden the B-sides for sure. I know it's burden the B-sides for sure, but I wasn't sure if this also fell into that, like, sort of, you got to put out, like, a record every year, every, like, certain yeah. number of months or something, maybe? Maybe not to the extent of burden the B-sides. Yeah. Maybe because burden the B-sides was something where, like, they were really like, we got to get something out. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember that, but... That's possible. Oh, so the whole reason I brought this up is you can see how collapsible lung is being worked on at the same time that they do this stopgap effort of karaoke. Mm -hmm. So you can see how the albums are kind of intertwined. And we've always made the joke about how (laughs) if if collapsible lung is actually a story album from the lungy theory, where does case for karaoke fit in with it? Because it's actually like almost a sister album in its way, since they were both being worked on more or less at the same time, is K is for karaoke, the the songs that are playing at his favorite bar and the girl after the hoodie in the car. <laughs> is it? So this week we already talked about the original song a little bit. So I I'll skip the Wikipedia page for now. You okay. all can look up the Wikipedia page <laughs> if you're interested. Uh, we have an article from Crosswalk.com. Oh. Crosswalk, get it, Dan. Yes. It's like crosswalk. Your walk, with your walk with the cross. Yeah. They have a lot of ads, let me tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Reliant K has it covered on Is for Karaoke. This is from October 4th, 2011, uh, by Ed Cardinal. In a 1987 cover story about REM, Rolling, Sto- Rolling Stone pointed out the alternative group's unlikely live rendition of foreigner frontman Lou Graham's solo hit Midnight Blue. The crowd laughs uneasily, then responds to the anthemic chords while the band plays hard on the song they really do like. And therein lies the essence of this pure fun forget the coolness factor covers album from Reliant K is for Karaoke. On one hand, you know there's a laugh in recording a new version of Justin Bieber's Baby. On the other, you keep hitting the repeat button because singer Matt Matt Thiessen really has found the song's emotional core, and the band pounds it out as potently as one of its own hits. The same goes for Cyndi Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, although Hawk Nelson has done this tune as well, so the, the idea's shine has worn off a little. Sometimes it's clear Reliant K just has a special place in its collective heart for a song, recreating it down to the original's distinct sound as on Toto's adult contemporary staple Africa. Right, they get it. (laughs) 80s nugget, everybody wants to rule the world, Tears for Fears, 90s alt rocker, The Distance Cake, and the more recent Gnarls Barkley, Mega Smash Crazy. The overall selection stays true. The (laughs) The overall selection stays true to the band's own defining traits as well. Putting a light run of They Might Be Giants, Dr. Worm, so close to the sincere Here Comes My Girl, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, reflects Reliant K's perfected silly to serious dynamic. Frequently using Thiessen's piano playing to incorporate softer themes into their pop punk roots, the guys take a good shot at Chicago's You're the Inspiration. If some of the cuts seem less inspired, Interstate Love Songs, Stowe Temple Pilots, you could have rocked harder. Reliant K makes up for it in generosity as 
is for karaoke features a very filling 14 tracks. We haven't even talked about the covers of other expected influences like Weezer, Third Eye Blind, Not a Surf, and The Wallflowers. The 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 Third Eye Blind cover is really good. So I guess what it sums up to is some of these songs are like traced over. Like you take tracing paper and you put it over a piece of artwork yeah, and you trace it, it over. Yeah. That's what Reliant K did with a lot of the songs on here. But then with a song like Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Baby, it's like they're redrawing it. Like they're fully redrawing it. But then with a song like Motorcycle Drive-By, it's not the exact same emotional tone as the original. But it's a really successful emotional tone in its own way. And sorry to Third Eye Blind fans, but I really find that the little bit of extra polish on their on Relying K's version of Motorcycle Drive-By, it's just a, it's extra polished. It's not super polished, and it just makes the song more emotional than the much rawer version by Third Eye Blind. So that's a case of, to me, a cover being better because it's kind of the same, but it's also not exactly the same. You can't judge <laughs> covers. <laughs> on uh, cri- on solid criteria. That's all to say there is something for everyone here. Devoted fans of Reliant K will jump at these songs. Many of them road tested on tour through the years. Casual listeners may enjoy tricking people into liking a Justin Bieber tune or hearing an old favorite in a new light. And as the album title suggests, we can all feel free to sing along. We are the pirates. We're singing along. And then Reliant K gets all the credit. Uh, then we have an HM Magazine article. Heaven's Metal. That's what it stands for. Sorry, it's taking a second for my <laughs> Yeah, it, it has to route all the way through heaven, that link. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I thought that uh, heaven wasn't too far away, though. Oh, wait, they don't cover that song. Here we go. Uh, Reliant K to stream new album. Whoa, (laughs) big news. A band streams an album. (laughs) Reliant K's Is For Karaoke 14-track CD will be available in retail stores only on October 4th and the 7th... Oh my gosh, you can only get it on October 4th? (laughs) And the 7-track EP... So punk rock, limited edition. (laughs) For the 7-track EP for K Is For Karaoke Part 2 will be available digitally on October 4th. Is For Karaoke... Volume 1 EP out now. All on Mono versus Stereo Records and produced by Mark Lee Townsend and Reliant K's Matt Thiessen. It's clear the band still releases consistent albums and this is no exception. Alter the press. Uh, get a sneak listen of the tracks from K is for Karaoke Part 2 starting on Saturday, October 1st at ooh, www.myspacemusic.com. Whoa! Uh, somewhere, That's the coolest place to go. Somewhere most likely on Twitter, John Flansburg and John Linnell are writing thank you notes to Teeson Hoops and the clan. They might it. be giants has never sounded better. Absolute punk. <coughs> I absolutely disagree with that, but okay. <laughs> After 11 years. Also, also, being a They Might Be Giants fan, I can tell you that they are so aloof. They are so aloof that they have never. Oh my gosh. In the They Might Be Giants fan community right now, there's a bit of a stir. Because, you know, speaking of Weird Al, we mentioned him earlier, Weird Al did a tribute to They Might Be Giants, not a full parody, but a style parody. Uh, everything, you, everything You Know Is Wrong from the Bad Hair Day album is a style parody of They Might Be Giants. And recently, 
everyone's been talking about this interview where Flansburg's like, yeah, I heard some of it. It sounded pretty good. And people are like, you heard some of it. You couldn't take the time to listen to all three minutes because no, they're so aloof. who has time for that, Danny? Yeah. But they might be giants as much as I love them. They are so aloof. Well, they can't you let you and know. your intellectual rock. <laughs> I can't stand it. You got your, your they might be giants and your what was that awful documentary you fucking made me watch the other day? Your Sparks, Sparks. or whatever. Ugh. I was not impressed with Sparks. Ugh. Sparks? Which I heard about the first time I learned. I didn't get to talk about this before. Sparks, the band, who Edgar Wright just did the documentary about. I learned about them when I went to Five Iron Frenzy's final concert, original final concert in 2003 with a group of friends. We traveled to Denver. And in the hostel, my friend Dan, who we went with, he found a copy of Sparks Angst in Your Pants. Like shoved under the bed like someone had bought it at a record store and the the previous tenants of the hostel forgot to take it with them so he got and i was like sparks who is sparks and it's these two guys and one of them is wearing a wedding dress and then they talked about that album on the in the documentary and they're like yeah we're not gay but we just did this thing to kind of mess with people and then we became gay icons after that album cover nice one of the few, I don't know, good, interesting things they've done. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was not I impressed. should cut that out. I, but, I, I listen. I never really bothered listening to much of them after that discovery at the Fiverr, at the Fiverr and Frenzy week that we had. But then we listened to the, we watched the documentary, and I'm like, I could literally make up all the songs yep. they're singing. I can't. I, Dan, Danny, who am not musically talented, shouldn't be able to come up with the song myself. So. Reliant K. I could never assume what a Reliant K song. I could never write a Reliant K sounding song on my own. Blink-182. I could never write a Blink-182 sounding song on my own. Sparks or a band like All Time Low. I could literally write a song by one of those bands. So I don't like those bands. Now, do you think you could write a song with such riveting lyrics as... Girls just want to have fun. (laughs) I was going to say, lost to a slut with much bigger breast is? I couldn't. You know what? I must actually be a Bowling for Stoop fan. I must actually be a Bowling for Stoop fan. <laughs> you don't think you'd write that lyric, Dan? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write that lyric. So I I guess after all this time of hating I'm Bowling sorry, for Stoop, Sparks I'm was secretly... just so, that was, it was so frustrating. Everything about that documentary was frustrating. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is just like. Oh, look at us. We're so cool and intellectual. Are you or do you just make up the same things that Danny and I make up every day about the dog and poop? And we watched the Residence documentary and Jessica was super into the Residence. Dude, that was great. Really challenging music. True high art. Really, yeah, like high art, like really challenging, like dares you to enjoy it. When we went to Portland, we went in a record store and they were playing meet the residents i was like this is awesome i can't believe it we watched the documentary and now they're playing this in this store the residents i could never write a resident song like i almost yeah. no one could ever write a resident right? song it's it it the residents are amazing because they they challenge you to enjoy them and they were a major influence on they might be giants they might be giants were really like the residents if they wrote real catchy melodies but then supposedly Sparks was also a refer- uh, uh, an influence on They Might Be Giants, or at the very least Sparks fans and They Might Be Giants fans, or the way there's a cult around both those bands and the fact that it's actually just two members. People have drawn parallels, but I'm like, They Might Be Giants, I could never write a They Might Be Giants song. 
I can write a spark song. I can never write a resonant song. We were watching it and I was just getting so frustrated because I was like, oh, I don't, this is, this is just not for me. And why is this going on for so long? And also this is like weirdly put together. And like, I, I mean, normally I do enjoy Edgar Wright's work, but this is not great. And <laughs> so I was just like, ugh. And I was like, this is just so pretentious and it's pretentious for pretentious sake. And Danny goes, yeah, because you don't like pretentious music at all, <laughs> Miss Jim Morrison. <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. And I'm like, oh, well, well, they have a right to be pretentious, Danny. <laughs> yeah, they came from rich families, <laughs> like Sparks. <laughs> See, Listen. <laughs> Jessica's criteria for judging whether a band is entitled or not is this is the same contradictory premise as people judging if a cover is good or not because it's too much like the original inconsistency is a part of the human experience is what i'm trying to say after 11 years five full-length albums of which three have been certified gold six eps and a christmas collection non-stop touring a string of hit singles a grammy nomination and two dove awards reliant case uniqueness sense of humor and artistic brilliance remains intact with the release of one of the most fun and random covers collections to date. Reliant K stays true to the original version of each song. They just Reliant K them up a little, which makes for a fun... <laughs> Sorry, this is so hard to read. Which makes... Uh, they just Reliant K them up a little, which makes for a fun listening experience from Zoiks. Just Zoiks. <laughs> Not familiar with Zoinks. I'm familiar with Zoinks, but in the Scooby-Doo reference, not in the... Is for karaoke retail CD track list. One, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Two, Baby. Three, One Headlight. Four, You're the Inspiration. Five, The Distance. Six, Crazy. Seven, Motorcycle Drive-By. Eight, Dr. Worm. Nine, Interstate Love Song. Ten, Here Comes My Girl. Eleven, Africa. Twelve, Surf Wax America. Thirteen. Are we just summing up the track list? (laughs) Jessica. And then they also tell us what the is K is for karaoke volume two track list is if you're interested, which you're not so fine. Uh, That's the end of that. Then we have a review from Jesus Freak Hideout. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, Reliant K, K is for karaoke EP. This has three and a half out of five stars from June 28th, 2011. I've never been much for cover songs. Also, while Just we're here, a great way to start out this article. <laughs> also, while we're here, touching on the political, the politicalization, the politicalization of covers, like people who are like. I'm not into covers or people who question why does this cover album exist? Not just Reliant K, but any cover album. Why do covers? Why is this cover? Why did the band cover this? Like when people review covers, they're always questioning the validity of it existing. I'm like, it's just some fun. It's just some fun. Like not every band can be perfect at every moment. And but to Danny, judge what's the, the message? Existence- 
What's the message? Yeah. I don't want anything on the radio unless it's got a message. No, you you want your message. I've never been much for cover songs. They just never really appealed to me. Exceptions have been made, however, like Ryan Adams' Wonderwall, which is arguably superior to Oasis' original recording. And they only mean songs that they know. Like, if they hear a cover that they don't know is a cover... They don't know it's a cover, so they don't. So there's no basis. This in is a cover of a cover that we're talking about this week, exactly. And since the first time in 2003, when Eminem was losing himself, and Avril Lavigne was complaining about just how complicated things were, I have enjoyed going to Reliant K shows and watching them break from their normal sets and play one or two whatever the heck we want to play songs. One time it'd be a Weezer song and another time it'd be theme songs to The Office or Full House. Whatever it is, Reliant K kept things fun. It was never meant to be taken too seriously. It was just some good fun to keep people engaged and having a good time. Even still, a hearkening back to my original point, when I heard the next Reliant K record was going to be one filled with entirely cover songs, I cringed inwardly. It just didn't sound like fun in the way of going to Reliant K shows and listening to them play covers for three to five minutes per set was. You know what's not fun? Listening to Deathbed and going to Reliant K shows and having to listen hey. to them. You know what people haven't had to do on the Um Yeah Tour? Go to Reliant K shows and listen to Deathbed. I meant to mention that. I'm so afraid they're going to like wait and then bust it out for the Orlando show. <laughs> In Boston. <laughs> Danny goes and Danny just loves to... Danny's favorite pastime is messing with me. It's his favorite thing to do in the world. And so he goes, hey, Jessica, did you hear? And I'm like, what? He's like, instead of closing with Deathbed, they opened with it. And I just went, all right, so I'll just know to go to the merch booth at the beginning of the show instead of the end. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a real K show and they open with Deathbed? That would be awful way to bring the mood down. By the way... Uh, I campaigned for this like Oops, with- sorry, spoiler warning. I know people are trying to avoid spoilers. Apologies. I campaigned for this with like three tweets, but then I was like, I don't need to pressure anybody. But I really want this. I want a Reliant K performance of Deathbed, and I want Semler to do the voice of God like John Foreman does. Okay, that would be badass. I'm that on board now. That would be badass. And it would, yeah, like honestly, that would just be so cool. Like, I know it's already cool enough that they affirmed gay rights by having Semler on the tour, but that would just be, like, the coolest thing in the world. If And I don't know if she if, if Semler's comfortable with that, but that would just be so cool. Because first be of sick. all, think about it for a second. Like, what, the, we're, we're not saying John Foreman is God, <laughs> but John Foreman is the voice of God in the context of this fictional song. So let's just let Semler try that spot out for just at least one performance it doesn't mean anything although i would like it to mean exactly that but then i checked myself and realized the band was probably under some kind of agreement to a record (laughs) to to record an album in the first half of this year and after extensive touring last year just didn't have enough material ready to constitute an entirely new album so perhaps they worked out a compromise in which they got to have their fun on a cover record now while they worked on making reading my thoughts years before (laughs) a a better quote-unquote full album later the label gets two albums well three considering the way they're releasing this ep 
I don't know if I would consider that. Whatever. For a... Three, they get three releases. They get one album. Right. For a TLE, more than the price of one. I don't know. It just says TLE. Uh, more than likely. Well played. For now, then, we're all treated to this collection of covers while we wait for the next full release of Matt Thiessen and the gang. We get seven of the tracks from K is for Karaoke, and the, the full release comes out at the beginning of October. So I have to say that, like, as someone who... It took a, a quite a while for me to really like get into music as being like someone who's into music and I still compared to most people listening to this podcast because you're listening to a like specific music podcast like I'm probably I don't listen as deeply as you do most likely to most songs that I listen to just some so as someone coming from a background of like in high school, when I was finally kind of getting more into music, though certainly not to the extent I am now and not to the extent of Danny by any means or <laughs> probably anyone listening, I listened to a lot of like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and, you know, Billie Holiday and great American songbook stuff where I'm like, oh, yeah, people just share songs. That's what they do. So like the whole idea of like, oh, right. why is someone doing a covers album? I'm like. Who cares? Sometimes people cover each other's music. Yeah, I think like we all share songs. I think we've touched on this before, but it's 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 some sort of like Bob Dylan writes a song, and literally like eighteen other artists record. Because I, I watched the Bob Dylan documentary, I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan, but he writes a song, and then like eighteen other artists of the time record versions of it, and nobody thinks this is weird. Like this i this idea that covers are some sort of like special thing, or need to be handled in a special way, or need to be judged very harshly. That is not the way the record industry overall ever worked up until maybe the '90s. Like, I don't know if it was, like, this weird thing, like, at some point the record industry was like, well, if you're an artist, you're supposed to write your own songs. Like, I don't see why that is. Like, if you're a director, you're not expected to write your own movies. You know, like, why is music, like, I don't know. I'm really confused by the whole way that people so harshly judge covers. Because it's just yeah. fun. It's yeah. Just like, it's like a band you already know. And here they are covering a song that maybe you know or don't know from some other time in your life. And like, why be like, why look at it and be like, this song shouldn't exist. This cover shouldn't exist. It's, it's, it didn't take the place of another song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, and, and who doesn't love to hear different versions of a song? It's fun. Right. You can, they bring so, someone, an artist can bring something totally new to something that you wouldn't even think of. Like, we just talked about her a minute ago, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey does a cover an album, or at least did up until uh, up until a point when I stopped listening. <laughs> but she did amazing. Her cover of Blue Velvet and of um, the one that she did for uh, the Maleficent movie, which is the Disney song, right. you know, uh, her version of Once Upon a Dream, like so slow and haunting. Like yeah. it, it gives new meaning to you know the song you would listen to on a merry-go-round. I just thought of something. Is it something like this? I don't know historically if this is accurate, but there was a point where like the show of show business with the music industry was not that far removed from like the show of like Broadway and vaudeville and stuff like that, right? Like if you go to a Frank Sinatra show, 
that's you you say show in the same breath that you say I'm going to go see a show of my fair lady. You know what I mean? Nobody gets all mad when a review of when a Broadway review does quote unquote covers of famous Broadway shows, right? But at some point with like rock I, I mean music, the cruise industry makes all of their ex- shows off exactly. Of <laughs> but at some point with like rock music even though we still some we call, still call those shows and especially like in the punk world concerts are called shows as opposed to concerts at some point like it became this thing where like you go to a show but you're not thinking of seeing mxpx or reliant k or green day you're not thinking of that as the same thing as going to a broadway show or a Vegas review. Those things started to separate. But there was a point where a concert with a pop artist was seen in the same light as going to a Broadway show or a vaudeville act or a review. So when those things separated is probably when this idea of like your music needs to be your music and if you're going to do a cover, you somehow need to validate its existence. The first word that comes to mind concerning this set of tunes is eclectic. Here's the lineup. Who knew this episode was going to get so (laughs) contemptuous when we were trying to avoid that? Cindy Lauper, and Cindy is not spelled the way Cindy Lauper spells it. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Justin Bieber, They Might Be Giants, Narls Barkley, Tears for Fears, and Weezer. Cindy Lauper spells it with an I. With a Y. No, she spells it with an I. She does. I swear. I swear she spells it with a Y, Danny. Oh, no, I meant an I at the end. <laughs> she swaps the I and the Y. Sorry. <laughs> I say we leave all that in because you were 100% <laughs> correct, but we were talking about two she different She spells things. it the way your Aunt Cindy spells it. Did your Aunt Cindy spell it that way because of Cindy Lauper? In seven songs, they have attempted to include everyone that might possibly come into contact with K is for Karaoke. Current teen fans of Reliant K will probably immediately relate to the Beebs as well as Gnarls Barkley. Older Reliant K fans will be pumped to hear from Tears for Fears and Weezer. I mean, you're talking about two different decades, but all right. Well, I, I mean, three if you, you want to get technical. Well, mothers also in their cars listening with their kids will be excited to hear from Tom Petty and Cindy Lauper. And they might be giant surfs as a wild card. Oh, you, were, you gotta love it. I thought you were throwing they might be giants in with the older. Which they hey they started. The moms love they might be giants. They might be giants are an eighties band. I'm literally the, they formed the same year I was born. Wow. For the most part, these covers serve as faithful renditions. No real strides were made to mix up or change things up, other than the obvious reliant fiction. F I. K-T-I-O-N, of each classic hit, depending on the track, this can be a good thing or a bad thing. It's a a bad thing. (laughs) For a song like Here Comes My Girl from Tom Petty, it's a major plus. Songs about girls. (laughs) (sighs) Ungodly. For a song like Here Comes My Girl from Tom Petty, it's a major plus considering the way Petty basically just speaks the verses on the original. Reliant K has made no effort to modernize these sections and speaks them with quiet irony. Before leading into the rousing choruses, it works really well because it's fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously. On the opposite end of the spectrum is Justin Bieber's Baby, which I really wanted to like. (laughs) 
which, which I really wanted to like. Yes, it does have its charms. The way Matt Thiessen delivers the lyrics gives the whole thing a sense of urgency and authority. And that makes that makes the vocals more engaging than the original. It just seems like more could have been done to make it fun rather than being just a faithful rendition of a song that's just a couple years old. I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. I kind of really enjoy it. Uh, and just straight skipping the ludicrous rap is unforgivable. Matt Teeson yeah, could have had... Yeah, I'm very upset about that, especially when you could have got Toby or you could have got John Rue. <laughs> right. It all would have worked out. Like, how do you not... You're, Did you're... you write this, Danny? <laughs> Matt Thiessen could have had a heyday with this, even completely changing the lyrics just for fun, the fun of it. When I was 30, I sang this cover, anybody? We all know Thiessen could have made lemonade with it. So the fact that it's completely skipped gives the whole thing a rushed feel. Does it or do they skip that bit on like the the radio version or something? The whole EP fares a lot better when you can tell the band is having a good time. As in the above Tom Petty example. Heck, the EP not coincidentally starts with Girls Just Want to Have Fun from Cyndi Lauper, which happens to be another highlight. It doesn't get switched up very much at all, but it's fun. Fun is the absolute key here. say fun again this ep works best when you're tapping your foot with a smile on your face when you're listening to it though i wasn't the biggest fan of the idea in general the range and diversity of this collection makes me wonder what other songs got reliant k got the reliant k treatment k is for karaoke is hit and miss but its hits are much greater than its misses which are slight and mostly excusable it will be fun to see what the rest of the collection sounds like in October. In the meantime, big fans should pick up this one now, buy the rest of the album in a few months when it's released. And for those more skeptical or on a tight budget, head over to the JFH blog where I've ranked songs found here. The songs found here. And this was written by Josh Taylor. Hopefully not one of the many Joshes we know. If so, our apologies. <laughs> then we have a Pop Crush article. Reliant K covered Justin Bieber plus more on K is for Karaoke album. Scott Shelter published September 16th, 2011. Rock artists Reliant K are giving their spin on the, a number of pop songs, including Justin Bieber's Baby on a new covers uh, album called K is for Karaoke, which hits retailers October 4th, you, according to Absolute I feel like Punk. it's just going to be more of the same. Uh, it's pretty short. <laughs> okay. Uh, the baby cover is one of seven songs on the new album that first appeared on the group's digital EP is for karaoke in June. Rather than turning baby into an edgy rock song, the band oh, baby keeps was intact. On the first EP? Yes, the um, structure oh, of the original track minus the ludicrous rap, of course. There are rock covers. <laughs> there are rock guitars and louder drums, but it's pretty much the same arrangement. In addition to Bieber's smash hit, the album is full of awesome pop songs from the past three decades. From Gnarls Barkley's Crazy to Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the 80s are represented with songs like Chicago's You're the Inspiration and Toto's Africa. We can't wait to hear how Reliant K tackle those cheesy pop hits. The record also includes a number of covers 
of excellent 90s rock tracks like Weezer, Surf, Wax, America, and Cakes the Distance. I know what songs are on the album. Do you? (laughs) Is this all music discussion is? Just reminding everyone what songs are on the album? Do you, however, know, Dan? What do I know? Of these child actors that have turned to very adult (laughs) careers. According to Zergnet. (laughs) Okay, I'm actually looking at the discogs for the original karaoke EP. And maybe you said this earlier and I forgot. The honest truth about Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg isn't a secret anymore. Oh no. Oh no, no, good for them. Good for them. I celebrate all love. <laughs> Gosh darn it, sir. And directly under it, why Ronald McDonald isn't around anymore is clearly no secret. Ronald McDonald's around all the time. What are you talking about? I mean, maybe they mean that specific actor. Uh, co-stars who enjoyed kissing each other just a little too much. Uh, Case do and Rowan and Arpat. Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod for a review of the first Twilight soundtrack. So I'm looking at the EP and it's it still starts with girls just want to have fun. I wasn't incorrect about that. But it's it's extra telling to me that I'm like I was in my mind convinced that baby opens case for karaoke, but it doesn't. And I'm like, you think it would because it was the vital song of the time for them to cover. And yet on the EP, it's the third song. Here Comes My Girl is the second song on the original EP. And Here Comes My Girl is another one of the just straight ahead traced over covers. So it's like they were they weren't even like I'm sure they were happy to record Baby, but they didn't think this was going to like like be a big cover for them. But girls just want to have fun. I think they seriously loved playing this song. They it leads both versions of this release and they played it a million times. Not a million times, but a hundred times. Next up, we have a review from uh, Cover, from Cover Me. This Cover song me contains songs, songs by Weezer and Tom Petty I don't know if I and Kate, and they might be giants. Uh, they give this album two and a half stars. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear some reasons for that. We can skip the explanations of what songs are on the album, unless they're be- unless the reactions are buried in there with it. The track listing of Reliant K's K's for karaoke covers. No, no, I don't need to hear about the track list. (laughs) Makes one thing immediately apparent. Okay. This band has good taste in music, except the oddball Justin Bieber cover, cover, presumably as a joke. These songs original artists stand among the coolest of the cool rock bands. Wait for two years when you hear Collapsible Lung and then come back to us and let us know what you think. The coolest of the cool rock bands. Weezer, Gnarls, Barkley, even They Might Be Giants. It's a diverse track list sure to draw even casual fans to investigate this effort. But will they like what they find when they get here? Unfortunately, Karaoke finds Reliant K striking the wrong tone on at least half of its songs. Well, I kind of agree there. The band embraces the worst trait of its hmm? pop punk genre here over mm. earnestness. And what? it knocks this album down well, a few pegs. That's a kind of pop punk that's not really pop punk that like 
younger millennials called pop punk. Not that covers shouldn't be heartfelt, but listen to singer Matt Thiessen's delivery on opener Girls Just Want to Have Fun, originally by Cindy Lauper. It no, seems like his song. Not originally aged. by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> by by John by, well, I keep forgetting. By uh, Johnny Radioactive. <laughs> uh, Robert Hatcher. Robert, yeah. It seems like his soul truly aches for those poor, unfun having girls. Huh? Well, that's not you know, no. that's not even what the song's about. He just sings the song. That's all they really from want. From the point of view of a girl. Sounds like less of a celebration of simplicity and more like a plaintive cry for somebody, anybody, to let these ladies lighten up. No. Wow, that's so funny that this reviewer doesn't apparently know about the original Robert Hazard version and yet somehow reinterprets the fact that Matt Thiessen is singing it as it's from the male point of view, which it is not. Thiessen sings it from the female point of view because his personal identity is not crack or thin and he can just sing a song that's not from his point of view and not worry about it. That might work on a more artsy record, I suppose. But the track list and the title of karaoke imply a lighthearted nature, something girls totally misses. It's just the song that exists. This is the worst one. (laughs) See, this is the stuff I want. All that other stuff where it's like this song, this track, this album exists. And here's the songs. This is what I wanted. I wanted a completely incorrect take on the album (laughs) the same mistakes pervade justin bieber's baby and weezer surf wax america both of which are delivered far too seriously for their own good what does that mean that doesn't mean anything the baby cover seems in fact seems almost indistinguishable from glee's in respect i really really doubt that we are gonna find that out right now i don't want to play glee music on the podcast i found the glee version of girls just want to have fun (laughs) and i deliberately didn't put it in my list let's let's just see how this sounds comparatively oh baby 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 no it's Okay, it's already different. Is this the one who passed away? I don't know. The first one who passed away, tragically. Not the one who passed away... Tragically recently? (laughs) Tragically, but was a horrible person. No, there's another one that passed away tragically recently and wasn't a horrible... the most cursed show in television history. This doesn't sound anything like the. the I mean, in that it's using the same like notes. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait! Wrong one. Wait. Okay. Get a get control of yourself. (laughs) It's already different. I mean, they're going whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yes, because, those because are that's the words. how the song goes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all window dressing on the same it's, yeah, decrepit apartment. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you don't have all the really, you and know, they, annoying uh, backup singing because it's a cappella. So, and you don't have not a cappella because we have instruments, right? And you don't have a, and you don't have a Reliant K's sort of U two esque little uh, effects there, right? We didn't have any of that like uh, acoustic finger picking going on there. Anyways, yes. No. Uh, Girls just want to have fun. I just want, I've been listening to this song couple, so much. A couple this week. of tragic deaths, <laughs> not including the bad man on Glee. Definitely. Lots of bad men on Glee. All the badness on Glee. I don't know. I think they've all been canceled now, except one of them. And I really hope she doesn't get canceled because she's also Supergirl. So. <laughs> uh, Ex-husband canceled, though. Anyhow, we won't go into it. <laughs> That's a different show. Uh, Tom Petty's Here Comes My Girl strangely has almost the ex- opposite problem. Here's a song from Petty's weaker synthy period that could use a little more dramatic this, edge. You know what? And Tyson. <laughs> I say this with the confidence of a person that doesn't understand music and is completely over his head every week on this podcast. This person is a f- fool <laughs> this reviewer is a fucking fool and Tyson seems about set to take it there when he vamps up to the chords with an angry i can tell the whole world to shove it unfortunately the energy totally drains from the song after that point transitioning to a weak piano driven chorus straight out of better. petty's original original recording relying k oddly chooses to make this one of the only appearances of straight piano on karaoke much for the worse if you say so the remaining three songs however are a whole lot of fun and totally justified the existence of this record Tears for fears, everybody wants to rule the world, gets a bit of an aggressive makeover, augmenting its tempo and its edge, but maintaining the critical vibe of the original. Where are you going, Daisy? Oh my gosh, it's like the opposite of complex infrastructure known as the female mind. Where I would just walk off. I just... Danny just left the room. Is this, re- is this review written by Mark Nicholas? You think he'd be a little nicer since he knows the band. It gets a bit of an aggressive makeover, augmenting its tempo and its edge, but maintaining the critical vibe of the original. It also ends with a really cool, almost note-for-note recreation of Tears for Fear's guitar solo. Elsewhere on the record, not even Reliant K's penchant for misreading a song's tone can ruin their energetic cover of understand. They Might Be Giants' Dr. Worm, possibly because TMBG's music thrives on the- It doesn't matter what a song's c- tone is. You make your own tone to the cover. That's why, like, there's, like, jazzy covers of rock songs and there's rock covers of jazzy songs. It doesn't matter what the tone of the original song is. You reinterpret it. Or you don't. That's how covers work. You don't criticize them based on... Possibly because TMBG's music thrives on the conflict between serious and lighthearted. By far, though, the most excellent song on here 
is the album's take on Gnarls Barkley's Crazy. Here's a song that sounded... Patreon.com slash Here's a song that sounded really cool in a rocked out arrangement as the opening episode of The Voice showed us. Okay. And Reliant K does the song Total Justice with a kinetic interpretation of CeeLo Green's breakout song that maintains its original soul. In the end, Is For Karaoke is a total mixed bag. Fans of Reliant K's usual style will I mean, probably I, enjoy it. <laughs> I hate how there's little words in here that it makes sense. Like, K's for Karaoke is a mixed bag. Absolutely. Everything else he says is wrong. They say. I don't know who this is. Well, for more casual listeners, it's sure to deliver ups and downs. <laughs> if nothing else, lovers of Tearifers for Fears, They Might Be Giants and Nerls Barkley ought to check out this EP. If you like Cindy Lauper, maybe not. You want me to read the track listing? No. <laughs> I know well, the track listing, even though I had no idea Baby was on the first EP. <laughs> Well, good news. Cover Me is now on Patreon. So if you love cover songs and these reviews, then what? you can check them out on Patreon. A neighbor of us on Patreon. <laughs> and I've been bad-mouthing them the whole time. Okay. Uh, Mar responded to this. There's one comment responding to this article. Okay. F- Mason. you. Here Comes My Girl is off Damn the Torpedoes, Tom Petty's most commercially and critically successful album. Not to nitpick, but it definitely is not from a weak synthy part of his catalog. Yeah. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. With facts. I could have told you that. Psoriasis, by the way, is what Cindy Lauper, Lauper suffers from. And <laughs> okay. uh, uh, I don't, I don't Cosentix is what she advertises for. Nice. I meant to come back from the break with that, but forgot until now. <laughs> so, Dan, what do, what do you have for us this week? Well, speaking of good old Cindy, we got to at least take a second, a minute, to watch the classic MTV major music video this video was nominated for a grammy apparently according to the wikipedia whoa i've never seen that oh yeah no that happens one billion views one b wow that happens for bieber that's happened for uh rick astley the the one b the coveted one b on youtube Amazing Good for her. Video. I bet she's making at least $5 a month off of this. <laughs> Cindy Lauper's amazing. We didn't talk enough about Cindy Lauper, but I love her attitude like her whole life. Dude, she's great. She's great. Like, not just then, but like now. Like, even when she's gotten older. Even by the late oh, yeah. 90s when she was older. She's badass. She was, I think she was a little older when she hit, when she finally hit. She's like a Rodney Dangerfield. Not as old as Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> but like, you know, didn't hit in her teens. Like, was a 20s or 30s year old when she really hit. But it's amazing because it's like all these really 80s girls that she's calling up. And it goes back and forth between this like beautiful 80s set. And then this like soundstage model uh motif where they're looking directly at the camera and bobbing their heads we got some early cgi going here yeah and then they go out onto the streets cinema verite style 
with like real people and just dance around later on. There's so much amazing stuff going on in this video. Some uh, old royalty-free film footage. Film footage. I want you to be the one that walks in the sun, Jessica. I said that earlier, and I mean, mm, I meant it. Thanks, Danny. I want you to walk in the sun too. What year was Cindy Lauper born? In fact, you could say, "I hope one day you'll be walking on sunshine." That's coming up in a second. What year did the song "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" be released? <laughs> Not the original, not 79. It's 83, Dan. 83. I lo- when was Cindy Lauper born? <laughs> I lost. I had her birthday. 83 minus 53, that is 30. So she was 30 when this song hit. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. 30 year olds going out there and getting it. (laughs) I still have some hope. Cindy Lauper's given me hope. (laughs) You might still be a pop star. (laughs) Maybe not that part, but you know. So before we get to Walking on Sunshine, which we will talk about, did you think about that ahead of time? Walking on Sunshine? I didn't. Not the song. The fantastic Academy Award winning movie. Oh, wait. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second. Here is the best sounding YouTube footage among probably 50 or 60 YouTube videos of this song being performed at in 2011 on Warp Tour and various Christian festivals that they picked up between Warp Tour. This is Montreal from the 2011 Warp Tour. And this is, you know, flat out the best sounding of the um, YouTube uploads of this song. Let me try to give you the username so that you know who we're talking about. Nice. Let's go Habs. I mean, you beat my Leafs the other day. <laughs> about the only team you're beating, but you know. I kid. Oh. I kid. Oh, Jessica. They're the me. last place team in the league, okay? They made a run all the way to the cup finals last year. They can take a bit of teasing. There's somebody else playing guitar. Who yeah, is Hoops this? isn't there. Now, I mean, do we just default that it's Justin York? I don't know Justin York's face enough, but I know he would replace uh, Hoops at various times around then. And Hoops was, because I watched, I watched. He's least... trying to pretend like he's Hoops too, because he's <laughs> wearing a scally cap or a newsboy hat. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone, sir. It's like that promo photo of the first time Matt Skiba was in um, Blink-182 and they tried to like (laughs) Tom DeLong him by like 40% to just trick people who weren't paying attention (laughs) I gotta show you that I'll show you that picture later I'll look for it 
But uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, maybe just in York. But Hoops is definitely in this tour because I watched at least a couple of seconds of so many other live performances from this same year. And maybe Hoops couldn't cross the Canadian border. <laughs> I hope it, I hope it wasn't something upsetting because I know he had family troubles at different points. and had There's to a warrant forward. out for his arrest in Canada. <laughs> So this is sorry a really... if you're going to the Toronto show, uh, guys. <laughs> so this is a really well recorded live version, the best one. You can check it out. It's uploaded by R T M O R A S O N M D. That is the so R T Morrison M D is the uploader. It's called Relying K at Warp Tour. Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lopper. HD on 7-16-2011. I say all that so you can go look for it yourself. Uh, but, you know, of course, we'll post it on Twitter and everything around the time this episode was released. Let's listen to a little more. This is 1.36 into the video. That's the best part of the Reliant K version to me is that build up, that little breakdown. It's great. I the love whole thing's so great. Live, awesome, super rocking. Um, so here's a version that just happens to have a little bit of Tyson sort of explaining it. All these uploads and none of them have Tyson saying, check out our new EP. None of that. It just all cuts in to, you know, other than the one we just played, all cuts into crappy overblown audio sometimes from like a thousand feet away well sure they had to hear them say hey check this out from our new ep and then it goes into it right so this is uploaded by we support the music all one word on youtube this is a little preamble that tyson's going to explain before they play the song live at warp tour good you have a good day so far you guys see a lot of bands and stuff um, we put out a cover record, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago or something. It's called Reliant Case with Karaoke, and we're going to play a song off of it about girls that want to have fun. So not much in way of an explanation, but he's just like, hey, CD came out two weeks ago. Check it out. Here we go. I can't wait for Reliant K's new newest release. Reliant K is for the gays. <laughs> they should be. Covers of Pandy, Pansy Division. Some other gay artists. Who are other gay artists? Uh, <laughs> so bad. I don't know any gay artists. Tattoo. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I watched so many of the videos and then a bunch of them were just like mega cursed, just like mega, mega cursed, like super weird, blown out, 
uh sometimes like warp tour and i know this from my experience sometimes warp tour would you know best case scenario your warp tour is booked at a skate park or some sort of like open field or something but worst case scenario you're at some sort of like I don't know, weird, like, industrial park, and then, like, <laughs> Reliant K is playing in some sort of, like, look at this. Like, this is some sort of, like, wooden amphitheater, and then I guess outside is the bigger city. Look, look, this, this, these kids are sitting in chairs at Warped Tour. It's so weird, curse, and they're so, so <laughs> far away. It looks like a church. It does look like a church, but it's supposed to be Warped Tour. And then, uh, let me see this other one. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious please don't even bother to edit that in in post oh no oh wow oof <laughs> oof oh, I already opened that one I tried to pick the four most cursed for me so here's one where they're filming this is uploaded by KFF Rock KFF Rock and they're just filming the big like what do you call that? The giant TV to the side right, of the stage. Right. This it's just it's only cursed because it's like a weird skewed angle of a giant television <laughs> in the middle of a giant right. field. Okay. And then here they are in some sort of like decrepit air conditioning <laughs> warehouse. Like this is supposed to be warp tour. But they're, like, in, like, a warehouse that sells air conditioners. I don't know what this is. With a weird banner hanging down over yeah, them. Like they that doesn't say Reliant K That's or probably, like, an OSHA sign that someone forgot to take down before it got converted oh, into... Oh, it says the name of the stage. Tilly's something stage. <laughs> Tilly's is sponsoring this, like, hovel in the middle of, an in- of, of a decrepit industrial park. Don't you don't you miss that, Dan? Don't you miss Warp Tour days? Oh, Going to sure. the hovel in the middle of the industrial park. Absolutely. So I don't really understand what this is exactly. Were you at one of these Warp Tour shows? Hit us up. 40295 Sadie. Yeah. So Claude Movie Monster. Sick. Is what I I can only tell is someone who makes like short films with like you know, Monster High dolls okay. and other sort of those like, you know, brats. Like, I'm already on board. Those sort of like, speaking of cursed, those sort of like cursed, you know, millennial dolls. Sure. They make short films, not to the extent Gen of... Z, Danny. Yeah, not to the extent of like most popular girls in school, that classic YouTube show that we used to watch for a while. Right. But just like, they're just like an underground, you know, they only have 300 views on this video. Speaking of Montreal. She's not even French. And this she's isn't from Montreal. One, this is not one of their... This is not one of their like produced oh, I films. See. Slumber Party Massacre. That's Great movie. The really, that's the really strange part. Is this is uploaded by Claude Movie Monster, and I guess this is just like a like a vision board of like if they were gonna someday make a Slumber Party Massacre movie starring the Monster High dolls that they like to make little films with. Okay. Really confusing. It is the Slumber Party Massacre logo. They have three point twenty three thousand subscribers yeah. whoa i checked out some of their videos because i didn't understand the context of this gotcha. i was like wait 
was Reliant K's Girls Just Want to Have Fun used in the recent Sci-Fi Channel remake of Slumber Party Massacre that we watched? Right. No, it wasn't. Right, no. This is we just, would have noticed. This is just someone's Monster High fan YouTube page gotcha. where they're like using the Slumber Party Massacre movie logo. Right. Slumber Party Massacre, really interesting classic 80s horror franchise that recently had a remake like during the pando <laughs> during the pandemic sorry i won't say pando again hi richard i referred to covid as the vid the other day <laughs> the friend that i was talking to was like oh i thought you meant video like i was like i was like no that's why i put like the apostrophe before it <laughs> slumber party massacre all produced all directed by female directors yeah they're just like regular slasher 80s movies but all directed by women so they just have this like slight slight change just slight feminist slant to them not even slant i wouldn't call it a slant just the fact that they're directed by women it was like this interesting don't worry you still horror. will get your topless <laughs> shots but you know more tasteful and then there's the sorority your hair right now you look like bob's big boy i can't <laughs> look at you well, let's sorry. go to bob's big boy after this <laughs> Then there's it's the, 10 p.m. Then there's the sorority row. No, sorority. Sorority house massacre. Sorority house massacre, which is started out as a, as like a ripoff from the same production company from Roger Corman, but then like got tied into the same mythology as the Slumber Party Massacre movies. So there are technically like five or six when you include the sorority house massacre movies with the Slumber Party Massacre movies. And in this case, someone just uploaded Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Reliant K with the Slumber House Party, <laughs> with the Slumber Party Massacre logo for no other good reason. Um, but as long as we're talking about movies, let's move on to other versions of this song. No, not to be confused with Sleepover Massacre <laughs> right. or whatever that one was right. called, which was shot in video on Florida in the 80s. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre. No. Pool Party Massacre. Nope. That's a new knockoff. Oh, The Last Slumber Party. party. The Last Slumber Party is amazing. (laughs) The Last Slumber Party is so good and it's so underrated because it's like they shot it over. It's one of those movies where they shot it over several years and you can actually tell that the main actress like had some hard times Oof, in between yeah. the shots. Like the first shot, she's like doing fine, and the later shots for the pickups, like, oh, what happened to this? Is she okay? I really hope she's okay. The real lady in yeah. real life. Um, and then they try to subvert like expectations of eighty slasher movies by like having a secondary killer show up halfway through the movie right. for no good reason, and the real killer's like huh what the hell and then he kills the first kill he kills the second killer anyway speaking of 80s movies we can move on to two interesting tie-ins for this song and we'll start with the one that means more to us do you know what i'm talking about we, we mentioned it earlier it's called walking on sunshine oh there we go yeah oh my gosh <laughs> slash wild boys <laughs> right <laughs> So there is this movie from, I guess it would be 2014 or 2015. Yeah. Called Walking on Sunshine. And it is a British-American co-production shot in Italy where it is a jukebox musical about two sisters who go to Italy and they fight. Forget Rock of Ages. Forget Rock of Ages. You gotta see Walking on Sunshine. 
Walking on Sunshine is such a. It's not even like a. We bad, saw bad this movie. movie at a free preview. At a test screening. Yeah, at, at a, a legitimate test screening. Test screening. Yeah. Because when you go to a movie, like a preview movie, there. Are this two isn't types. a movie, by the way. What you're hearing right now. <laughs> this is the musical. This is the musical. So sometimes when you go to a preview screening. There are pre if you get tickets to a preview screening, there are preview screenings that are meant for the press in your city, but they want to pack the theater so that everyone has a good time and it reflects better on the journalists who are in the theater. We've been to dozens of those. But this was the only time we ever went to an actual like preview screening where a movie that wasn't even like fully picked up yet really wanted to like Gave a you a pencil with paper yeah. to be like, hey, what was what your favorite you part? What did you think of this? What was your least favorite this part? This is the How only movie where we ever went to a like, test screening. Yeah. Preview screenings, almost anyone can get into. Test screenings, only experience we ever had with one of those. Walking on Sunshine, the corniest independent jukebox <laughs> musical you have ever seen. Two sisters go to Italy and one of them's engaged to the most like vapid badly acting model italian man you have ever like <laughs> like sexy buff italian man with no acting ability okay, well first of all the one sister the main character had already been in italy and then she only she goes left. she left she only goes and back years later yeah got engaged to her boyfriend Right. But nobody told her, nobody told each other, hey, I dated the same guy, and oh no, you're engaged to him now. Everyone keeps it a secret for no good reason. Jukebox musical, all 80s hits, like Power of Love and Vacation by Madonna. And then this is the, like, stag party hen party, because it's a European movie, right? It's a European English language yeah. movie. So the girls are going out for their hen party. Which is instead of a bachelor party because it's, it's European. And it's gonna happen any second here. <laughs> so it's like it cuts back and forth between the bachelor and the bachelor party. They use Wild Boys by Duran Duran. Duran Duran, which was not a major Wait, hit in America. No. So if you're American, so you're like, test screening, what is this? At the test screening, everyone was like, what is this song? Yeah. <laughs> if you're British, though, I guess. Or and or European. This was a this was a hit. We really recommend Walking on Sunshine. And yeah. we were super happy it did get like released eventually in Target. We had a DVD of we it. Have it. Like one day we were in Target and we were Amazing. like, Oh my god, why Walking on Sunshine is on DVD? <laughs> it was like two years later. We didn't know if we'd ever see this movie again. So, sort of in line with that is that this song was used again for another jukebox musical two years ago did you hear about this i heard about it but i never i didn't even know it was a musical they remade valley girl the original nick cage movie valley girl but unlike other 80s remakes other unlike other remakes of classic 80s movies they made this into a jukebox musical right i think this was like a it was a stage show like a stage musical first for a while we saw the dirty dancing stage we did it was wonderful So good. <laughs> when are they gonna make the musical film version of remake of Dirty Dancing? So this is the oh good lord! It looks like why? it's shot on video. Like it looks worse than I, I'll be. I'll be honest. Like I'm pretty sure Walking on Sunshine was shot on film. This was shot on digital, right. like high end digital. But still, it looks. It has that like glossy fakeness of a modern Netflix movie. 
Are there any names in this or no? Not that I know of, but now I want to see this movie. Yeah, Because it looks like a spiritual sequel to Walking on Sunshine. Oh, they're walking like Egyptians. Another oh, 80s nice. reference. Oh, they sent the nerdy girl to get sodas. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> so we will watch that on patreon.com slash cityhawkinspod. <laughs> Remember this? Jessica and I were big Bioshock Infinite fans. That's right! Heck yeah! So Bioshock Infinite is an amazing so game. Good. And it's 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 not exactly a time travel movie. Movie. It's not exactly a time travel thing, but there are like portals between dimensions and stuff. So like you're in the Bioshock Infinite cyber uh, steampunk world and you can you can do a side mission where you discover that the biggest songwriter of this like steampunk world stole all his ideas from portals to other universes so he stole famous pop songs and recorded them in the style of the time so you have as the soundtrack all these really fun like like 80s stripped and down, 70s yeah, songs. yeah, all these like eight, fun 80s songs stripped down to be like you know the kind of song you would hear in 1912. Right. Like. So apparently, also like the same year, 2011, but a couple months after Reliant K released their version, uh, this you know that uh, the famous pop star Katy Perry released a version. But mm. I don't really know otherwise how you would tie that into Reliant K, except, I guess, to just mention it. Sure, I don't think sure. that ties in in any way that I'm aware of. Yeah, no. But I was just like, what are the odds huh. that, like, it was for, it was fairly for, like, a so We Support the Troops show? I guess okay. that was on NBC or ABC or something with Nicki Minaj and Katy Perry. And do they, they do, did like, an actual together. USO show? Yeah, they, they did, go, like, a, oh, US, okay. a filmed USO show. So that exists. I was like, oh. And cool. that... <laughs> Somehow, for some reason, that came up when I typed in Reliant K. I don't know why. just want to have fun, but I don't know. I cannot figure out for the life of me what the connection is there. Well, now you're just beating it into the ground, Dan. (laughs) The only thing that beats a dead horse more than Danny is no one. So there are two last versions we'll play, and then this is maybe our longest. And you can bet on that. So this is the lead singer of Jimmy Eat World, Jim Atkins. Oh, nice. Where he had like a stripped down cover of it. In the morning Sounds like it should be in a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> kind of does. Or definitely a CW show. Where CW shows and Wes Anderson meet. There's this, a, there's this. a little there's a little No, this is a little too artistic to be on the CW, Dan. It's so, not yearning enough. We already talked about the Weird Al cover or the Weird Al parody, and I had to text Andrew from Magnified Pod for for backup information about that. So in this case I had to text David Park from Jimmy Pod and ask him if he had any other information about this song. And he said this was an EP that the lead singer of Jimmy Eat World released during a short break between albums Damaged and Integrity Blues. And David Park saw this solo tour in both Santa Barbara and Hollywood Forever. Nice. Yeah, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Sick. So that's another notable version. And then we'll end on this. Um... Oh, and I'll just mention this. Someone, like, somebody worked on an unofficial Punk Goes Pop comp, and they had a, diver- a version of this by a band called To Write a Riot. 
Just check okay. it out if you want. But it's like an unofficial ripoff version of Punk. Now Rose. that sounds like a band you would hear on the CW. <laughs> you would. So here's the last version we'll end on. It goes way out. It's one of the most meaningful songs, I'd say. It's not one yeah. of our songs. No, but it, it is one of the ones that... It's only the really the only song that could have followed the last song. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah. so this definitely came up when I typed in Relying K. Okay. Girls just want to have fun. I don't want to tell you who it is. Okay. When the I don't exactly expect you to recognize this guy's voice. Maybe you know two songs by this band. Let's skip ahead a second. Let's get into it. Where is it? Come on. This is spent a minute building it up. I was going to say, you won't let me see the thing. Yeah, that image doesn't help me. But look at the name. Oh, oh. It's Jars of Clay. Gotcha. I just found this to be hilarious. <laughs> Danny was like holding the image away from me, and I'm like, that doesn't, like, I'm looking at these people, and that doesn't help. I Jars of Clay. I would never covered. guess that. And when I think of, like, music, no, I don't know enough about Jars of Clay as people, but when I think of music that, like, people will be like this music means something it's like yeah it means something about christ therefore you think it means something but you discount any song that isn't specifically about your worldview i think of jars of clay like this was such a major album in the a couple of churches i went to not this album sorry this wasn't on an album but the flood the same album that had the song flood if gotcha. i can't sing after four to sing uh, this is after- like <laughs> this is one of those 90s bands that what did you say I was trying to quote the, the Flood song. And I couldn't even get close to it because I've had three beers throughout the course of this 17-hour podcast. <laughs> this is like the... Uh, this is what we talk about from time to time about these, like, 90s bands that have this, like, very 60s-inspired, like, yeah, that cross-section. So. Yeah. I never really thought of that. I always thought, like, Jars of Clay was just sort of, like, worship music through, like, a... Not grunge, but, like, a, an attempt at, like appealing to a grungy like a alternative audience of the 90s i feel like i'd hear but this right, from a crosby some... stills nash or a young right so what i'm saying is when we're done with Reliant k songs we're moving on to jars of clay oh, oh boy so jessica oh yeah there is one fan video oh oh cool. i feel like that wasn't okay. a strong enough ending so there's one fan video and this was uploaded by jack bauer I don't know if it's Whoa, the Jack, yeah, the the Jack, Jack Bauer from, from, from 24, but here they are. Wow. Talk about like bizarre cultural hits that nobody talks about or thinks about yeah. anymore. And but yes, so and yes they make a new time. season like every five years and then it kind of fades into the background. Really? Yeah, I mean, do. I've never seen it, but I, I remember it being a big deal back in the day. So these two fellas are dressed like their characters from Adventure Time, as far as I'm concerned. Like, they're just <laughs> kind of dressed sort of like sort of like goofy 90s yeah. alternative with, like, sort of like, striped shirts and knit caps and stuff. And they're I don't know anybody else who woods. would make a video where they were wearing a striped shirt and a knit cap. <sighs> well, they're playing in the middle of the wide area. They're playing in the middle of the woods, and they're, like... He picked up a stick and he's pretending it's a guitar, and then the other guy picked up two sticks and he's pretending it's an invisible drum, and they're just playing in the middle of the woods. They're like two little boys 
playing rock and roll in the woods. They're like in their 20s. Well, I think that the emotional idea of the movie is imagine you're like two little boys like playing in the woods and you're pretending to rock out with twigs and sticks it's and stuff. Like, now they're in their beautiful, 20s. though. And it, the like, cinematography well is gorgeous. There's depth of field. Wow. There's fades. There's amazing composition. Like, this is a really well-constructed music video with a very strange, silly, fun, interesting... Oh, wait, never mind. One of them has braces, so they're either a teenager or in their late 30s like Danny. Exactly. I've had these things for, like, four years. My teeth were so messed up. (laughs) Poor Danny. Every time he goes, he's like, so are they coming off soon? And they're like, no. (laughs) And when they come off, I have to get jaw surgery, so we're probably going to take another couple of weeks off for that jaw surgery, but... Hopefully that's not before we go to Reliance K. Danny, you don't want to do it like you don't want to talk like you did for our second ever episode. Oh, I had my phone fastened to my jawbone. (laughs) (laughs) Did I have braces when we started the podcast? Yes. Okay. Well, the working day is done, and Jessica, I have to ask you. What do you think of Reliant K's cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun? I think it's great. I actually went into this thinking that I wasn't going to like it more, and I really do. I absolutely like this more than I ever have before. Reliant K's version. I listened to Cyndi Lauper's version a ton. I had a slight Cyndi Lauper period where I was like listening to. I remember that. Yeah. That was like 12 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I was just really interested in a couple of 80s bands, like really trying to explore the deeper cuts of some of these 80s bands that we take and 80s artists that we take for granted and Cindy Lauper was one of them another one was Eddie Money I had an Eddie Money period yeah. as well rest in peace well girls go out there have fun don't let anybody keep you from walking in the sunshine woo Oh, no, I meant an I at the end. <laughs> she swaps the I and the Y. Sorry. <laughs> I say we leave all that in because you were 100% correct, but we were talking about two she different things. She spells it the way your Aunt Cindy spells it. Did your Aunt Cindy spell it that way because of Cindy Lauper? I thought she spelled my I thought my aunt oh, spelled it. Oh, fuck, you're was... right, but she... Oh, <laughs> got that last bit of... I don't know. Oh, gosh, this is fucking melting my brain, Danny. How did it get so Cut hot? this out. I don't know. Me. I went off on Sparks and then we got contemptuous. The, uh, the, I'm going to have this blue ribbon. No, you can't have that. That has weed in it. <laughs> don't <laughs> drink it. It's not. <laughs> it's a CBD blue. It's not CBD. It's THC full blown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't drink you can have the milk stout or go in the very back for your other one, babe. That's going at the end of the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Or right here. I don't know. Am I no. even going to edit it? <laughs> Cut it out. Damn yeah. it, Danny. Cut, you're cutting this. Milk stout.